some pals, and there's also therapy too. Awesome. Okay, so we are now in Galentine's Day. So exciting. Season 2, episode 16. I have a bit of housekeeping slash like recap from Sweetums. Um, first of all, uh, the people that uh, were on the show were like super excited to listen to it. They said it brought back like really good memories. And David Hattinger, um, the Jesus line guy, um, was saying that he's going to share it with his students, which I thought was really funny because he's a teacher now. Oh, nice. Um, so, uh, anyways, Jeffrey Markle, the chanting challenge person, um, he emailed me and had a correction because he was in, I said that he was in the impeachment uh, American crime story or whatever, but mm. he was actually in the People versus O.J. Simpson. So. Oh, okay. Both of them are great, so either way. And then he also said that most recently he was in an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is season 11, episode 4. It's called Watermelon, which is on HBO, and he plays a golfing rabbi. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe that show's still going. That's awesome. I know! It is amazing. I need to really sit down or like have it on in the background or something, because I don't really watch it, and I know I'd enjoy it, so... Mm -hmm. But... Anyway, so there's that. And then um, Ryan Hartwig, who played the little boy, the grandson. Um, oh, gosh. Is it Denver or Dakota? I don't know which one. I'm They're trying so to think of how. They're so non-conforming, those names. Yeah, I know. They really are. Because I'm trying to think of what Leslie, because Leslie I think says, Denver. blank, you little. Yeah, it's Denver. It's Denver. Denver, okay, you little yeah. bitch. Yes, <laughs> it's Denver. Um, Ryan Hartwig, who played him, uh, messaged me back. Uh, he actually texted me, and I. Uh, it's so funny because I've had a couple of them uh, text me, and by them I just mean guests because I have my cell phone number and my email signature or whatever. Right. Um, and uh, he said that he doesn't really remember much because I said that too. I was like, you were super young, so like if you don't remember anything, it's totally fine. Um, but he was like, I don't remember much, but he said to tell Shoelace hi. <laughs> I was like, dude, if I could, I would. I want to know where he is. Where is Shoelace? Where is Shoelace? (laughs) Was Shoelace, uh, because it was a golden retriever, right? Yes. Is it Air Bud? Oh my God, that would be amazing. I would love it. Golden Retrievers, I guess, are notoriously good uh, show dogs. (laughs) Yeah. If you (laughs) train them early enough, I'm sure they are pretty great. Right. Oh, oh my gosh. And then, um, so Gary Weeks also, who plays Nick Newport Jr., a.k.a. also in The Office, um, messaged back as well. And he said that he's going to send us in some voice memos. um, And that's going to be amazing. Um, I told him or I like reached out to him um, and then I hadn't heard from him and you know me I was like just checking in if you want to you don't have to if you don't want Mm -hmm. to I just like wanted to follow up because I know it's like around this time it's super busy Um, and he was like oh my gosh you're not a bother at all and I was like oh that's so nice. He was like, it's just really busy because he's filming. And I was like, you're probably filming um, Outer Banks. But then I forgot. I totally forgot until he posted it that he's also in Spider-Man. So, but I think he's filming Outer Banks because Spider-Man, I, I believe, will already have been filmed because if that's releasing soon. So, Spider-Man came out yesterday. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, he's in that and I need to watch it, but I had to. It's exciting. Yet. Um, and then a couple more people are coming on. Christopher Murray, who plays Nick Newport Sr., he's going to message me. Um, I, he, I think he's going to want to Zoom, so that's fun. And then Shanna Hagen, who is the camera operator for like seasons one through four, and I think her name was mentioned in uh, Alex Hardcastle's um, interview, mm-hmm. is going to come on too. She's super stoked to come on, and I am super stoked to have her because I am just so 
uh, interested in the whole, you know, behind the scenes and like how you even like become a camera operator. And also on these shows, it's just such a backbone. So it's very intriguing to me to see how uh, th- like they were directed or how it all works. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's I think it's so important. I think like you're saying, especially for shows like this in the office, like the background stuff like that is so important. But also like I feel like when you watch behind the scenes stuff and everything for TV shows and movies, you hear about the actor's side or mm-hmm. the director's side. You don't really get to hear the side of like the people who do the nitty gritty like yeah, the crew and stuff. Yeah, which, it, nothing would happen without them. Yeah. So I'm excited. That's going to be an awesome one. Yeah, me too. And she said, like, do you have any specific episodes that you want to talk about? Because um, we're because, you know, she was in like four seasons or something. And I was like, I didn't even think about that because like I just have so many general questions. But we'll definitely like come up with some um, episodes or maybe we'll like focus on an episode that we just reviewed or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But either way, uh, yeah, I'm really stoked for her to uh, be on the show. So, oh, and I also really want to talk to her about if she wants to talk about it, we don't have to, but there was a crew strike. um, Mm -hmm. And so like to get fair wages and fair working hours for the crew. Um, And I want to like know a little bit more details on that. I don't care about like, well, I do care. I was going to say I don't care about like where she stands on it or whatever. I just want to know what it was, but I do care because (laughs) I don't know. Um, definitely because they I mean they just work so hard and like it's a physically exhausting job because you have the camera on your back and it's Mm -hmm. really heavy and if you're doing that for 12 hours with minimal breaks like that's fucked so yeah agreed there's a park and some pals and there's also therapy too oh hello (laughs) here I am good to see How's it going? What a nice connection that is to put a face to a name. (laughs) It is going great. This is your season. I mean, it's holly season right now. Yeah, that's true. I know. I was born in July, which is the funny part about it. (laughs) That's not a holly season. I know. But it's nice because I get my sister's born in November. And so she always kind of jokes that like she's more of the Christmas baby. (laughs) Okay. That's yeah. Right. Well, thank you so much for being with me today. I really appreciate you taking the time. I'm glad we could work it all out. Well, it's my pleasure. Thank you for asking. Oh my gosh, of course. But so, well, the first question that I was just going to ask you is if you remember your audition at all. I know it was a million years ago. Oh, I, I was do. Wondering if you, remember. Um, you know, they, uh, they, they were actually really specific about something, um, they said, you know, you should you should fake like you're drinking whiskey and smoking a cigarette. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I just rolled up a post-it note and I grabbed a cup off of the water dispenser and I was the only guy that did that. Oh my gosh, and that's we, funny. And, you know, we asked people to do that, and you're the only guy that did that. <gasps> that's so and, funny. Yeah. Because I feel like so many people, well, nowadays, I don't know, like I'm an actor too. And I feel like a lot of times people are nervous to use a prop or whatever, uh, because that's like been told not to do that. But now I feel all bets are off, especially with COVID. And like if and like you said, they told you to do that. So why not like be in this moment? Yeah. That's so cool. Did you say the act? Do you remember like saying what you were? Oh, yeah. I I, I had it memorized because it was very easy. It was just. The lines about uh, um, corn syrup. <laughs> right. <laughs> Look, Look at that. That happy and docile, just like we like them. I mean, <laughs> the writing's so good, it's easy to remember. Yeah, and totally. Easy to latch on to that character. 
Yeah. Did you know that you were going to be coming back for a second episode at that time? I had no idea. Oh, my gosh. What a fun surprise. In fact, the second episode was actually originally it was my wedding to Miss Pawnee. Oh, but they decided that I was a little too energetic to be uh, 80 years old. (laughs) So they stuck me in a wheelchair and made it about. (laughs) I know it's so. Oh, my gosh. Uh I was going to ask. Yes. If you have any memories of that filming day. Well, I do. Yeah. I mean, because I was an older man, so it was much more makeup, you know, for the first scene, I was the age I was at the time. And it was really easy because it was just hair and a little powder. Right. And um, just being super casual. With the, the, the first time I was in the chair for about five hours <gasps> and they got it down to about four hours. Okay. So, that's what we were going to ask. Yeah, my co-host was very curious about this as well, how long you were in the makeup chair. And it also looks like they dyed your hair a little bit too. Is that true? Oh, they did. They went because I still, I mean, I'm still lucky enough to have it. It's just <laughs> it's really long right now. I had my, I didn't get a cut during COVID. Oh my gosh, I, I completely did, understand. Uh, Justin Bieber video last year or at the beginning of this year. I Wait, what about Bieber Justin Bieber video? video? Yeah, the one Hold On. You were in it? Yeah, I play his dad. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, I'll have to post that. (laughs) Yeah, and I thought they'd cut my hair, but they liked it long, so they left it long, and now I'm just growing it out so I can donate it to a wig wig maker. Oh, that's a great idea. So I trim it every once in a while just to get the split ends, and then I'm going to have it cut. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, can't say I blame you. Never safe to go to a barbershop again. I mean, I'm back to isolating because, you know. <sighs> yeah, because of this new thing. thing. I got my birth booster yesterday. And, oh, good for you. A couple days ago now. Did you get sick from it at all? No, not at all. Okay, okay. Uh, neither shot. I, I had the Johnson Johnson and then I had okay. the Pfizer. And neither shot. I mean, the Pfizer made my arm a little more sore. Yeah. That was it. And, yeah, uh, yeah, I know. I was one of the people that got sick from both of them. So that oh, kind of yeah. sucks. But, but I mean, I'm grateful and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But oh my gosh. So you said you were in the makeup chair for four hours, you said? Yeah, four hours would have, because they did a test and it took about five hours and then they saw how to do it, you know. Oh, I see. So they, they were more familiar with it. So did so. you have to come in like a couple days before to like prep for that or whatever? Like, or no? During the test, I went to the studio okay. and then we were shooting at that house, which I think was in uh, Pasadena or somewhere close to it. Yeah, I was going to ask and, where that mansion was. It looks so cool. Yeah, it's 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 in what they call it's right between Glendale and Pasadena. OK, and it I, I'm not sure technically which one it's in. Okay, but, but yeah, uh, that makes sense. I mean, they shot a lot of stuff in Pasadena, Altadena area, you know? Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. No, Do you I remember mean, um, watching this episode at all, or did you at all? God, yeah, I did watch it, and <laughs> I thought it was very funny. <laughs> now, again, that was the first time I met the cast, because the first time I did the scene, it was second unit. I had a late call. Uh, they set up my little office, mm-hmm. you know, to the side somewhere. It wasn't even a real set. It was just a backdrop with a desk. Right, and yeah. And we were in there um, 
they were in there shooting uh, pickups of the the rumba that was running around. What's the, the oh the, the rumba oh the rumba oh my god and um, and the cast wasn't there. Gotcha. Yeah, because you didn't really interact with anyone on that first day. Yeah, yeah. So the second time around, I did, and I got I got selfies with everybody with Aziz and with uh, uh, Rashida and and Leslie or Amy Poehler, I guess. And Amy. Yeah. <laughs> That's Amy. awesome. Do you remember watching the second episode at all? I do. I do. <laughs> because the re- well, the reason I'm asking this is because I just rewatched it to re familiarize myself with it, even though I'm so familiar because I'm a huge fan. But they have this painting of you uh, naked in a wheelchair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was yeah. wondering if you remembered, like, if you were going to be told that that was a thing or how that all. Oh, no, out. They, they actually asked me if I want it. <laughs> um, because when I went in to do the makeup test, the prop guy said, oh, we just finished your painting. Come in the back. And I looked and he said, you can have it when we're done. And I said, no. You. No, they offered it it's to you? Brain bleach. Oh, my God. That is hilarious because it's the opposite, yeah. I feel, of most shows where they're like, don't take anything from set. But at the same time, this was like such a specific random weird picture yeah, they were probably that, like what are we I gonna mean, do with where this? am i gonna put a painting like that <laughs> <laughs> oh my god maybe if i had a garage <laughs> that's so funny it's like a glimpse into your future maybe <laughs> just yes exactly exactly <laughs> i feel like i'm on the threshold of that now anyway yeah oh my no no not at all but it's funny because by the end of this the next episode the um your birthday party it's really funny um because by the end of it you've got like your hospital machines like showing your vitals and everything right, right next to you with, right. and the blanket started on your lap but then it like moves slowly up so it's covering like your whole entire body (laughs) did they have to um like come retouch up your makeup a lot do you remember them doing that no because a lot of it was um what they call prosthetic where they actually change the surface of your skin oh sure that wasn't painted on that was a uh it was a compound that makes your skin contract like that and that lasts all day i mean powder they do normally in between takes because that r- removes sweat and, you know, keeps your face at the same color value mm-hmm. through the whole thing. Okay. Because, okay. Yeah. Okay. This makes a lot more sense because I was definitely imagining them like drawing lines on your actual skin, but prosthetic no. makes a lot of sense no. if it's going to, well, and why it would take so no, long. The, the hair was a wig. I think it was a wig or they might've sprayed my hair. No, I think they sprayed my hair. Oh, my God. And, um, yeah, and the rest of it was just the base and then that crinkly stuff that they put on. Yeah. Did they happen to give you any direction um, when you were on set for either one of them? Um, Because I'm curious, especially in the second one, you know, you're – basically an invalid like decrepit <laughs> and so I'm wondering if they're just like well, you can't function at this point <laughs> I was ad-libbing a lot of reaction and lines and things like that in the second one. Oh, were you I had, you know two two lines so I was adding a bunch of stuff and they kept saying don't do that <laughs> <laughs> oh that's and so the first funny. one I think the first one we did it only took an hour yeah. I mean, got dressed, went to the set, uh, rehearsed it, and I think we did two or three takes, and that was that. I mean, right. it was 
an easy gig because I was just going. I was on my way home before, um, you know, before it got too late, which was great. Yeah, that is great. Well, and especially since you didn't have any scene partners or anybody else to worry about, like remembering lines with right, you or anything. Right. That and you, you know, all, you. all of the stuff with the cows, that's stuff that they do later. Mm-hmm. Right. And then when they're actually uh, doing the screening of it, you know, at that meeting, mm-hmm. uh, uh, that was all done later. They didn't meet me that, there for that, you know, okay. because they were digging up archival tape. So. Yeah, 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 exactly. And when they even throw like a grainy kind of cover over it as yeah. well. Yeah, um, no, so it's probably really not- made it look like old film, old Super 8 film, which was great. Right, exactly. It looked awesome. Um, did you get any uh, like, I guess, um, memories or, or interactions with Jessica, the one who plays Jessica Wicks or Miss Sweetums, if you will? <laughs> Do you remember how it was um, to work with her? Because she's know, so funny in these episodes. I know. And we didn't because um, it was really uncomfortable. The, the makeup wasn't that comfortable. Mm. So between takes, I would just go lie down. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was there so early in the morning and I was kind of tired. I mean, you know, yeah. once I ran around and did the selfies and stuff. Well, this I makes mean, sense really also. Nice be- oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying she was a really nice gal. Oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah. She seems super oh, hilarious. Uh, I felt badly because April Eden was Miss Pawnee. And, right. you know, in the original script, she was supposed to be my wife. And she was a wonderful actress. Mm-hmm. And we did the table read through where you have all of the most of the lead actors and you just read the script at a table. Mm-hmm. And that was when they decided that it wasn't working as me as a decrepit old man because mm-hmm. I was too energetic. <laughs> so. Yeah, it was easy to just stick me in a wheelchair, but I felt terrible because, you know, April didn't do that episode. Right. Uh, yes, we've chatted did, with her. They did throw her a, a crumb and, you know, mm-hmm. put her in another episode. So Right, right. Yes, we talked to her as well, and she did mention that too. Um, yeah. yeah, that's fascinating. And plus it must be, um, you know, speaking of the makeup being uncomfortable, that probably lends itself well to how you didn't really have a lot of facial expressions in this last, <laughs> or in the second right. one. Right, <laughs> You know, you were able well, to Well, and I was also doing it like he had multiple s- strokes and stuff and just didn't have control over his facial muscle muscles yeah that makes a lot of sense did uh, you get to um or do you remember what it was like to work with amy poehler at all because she like gets in your face kind of i feel oh, yeah, it's great no Super i fun. mean it, yeah yeah they were all fun i mean that um aziz was great and they were really the only two people i met i mean i really like uh ron swanson yeah <laughs> but i didn't need him yeah I mean, I, well, Aziz actually hugs you, which is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> he like leans yeah. down in the wheelchair and is like, hey, <laughs> super awkward. Uh, that's where I get to throw my line at him. Tell me straight, are you Chinese? <laughs> right. yeah. No, I'm an Indian. <laughs> um, that's so funny. It's funny because he's actually from North Carolina. Exactly. Yes. And they throw that in quite a bit because they yeah. always poke fun at him being like, you know, the exotic outsider, but really yeah, he's from North Carolina. Sure. That's sure. so funny. Did you get to um, work with any of those people after this show? Do you or never, was that I've never seen them. No. I mean, it was uh, it's too bad. I thought I'd run into them again. I thought they'd have me back. And I had a really bad car accident. Um, oh, no. And at the, uh, 
end of 2010. Okay. And um, they did call. I went into the hospital in Reno and, uh, you know, it was a road accident. Oh, no. And I went into the hospital for, I think, I went in on 24th. I mean, I went in on the 4th of um, September mm-hmm. and came out on October 13th. Oh, my gosh. And they called in November, but I was so whacked out on the painkillers. Of course. My agent didn't really feel comfortable with sending me. And I, I was saying, I'm fine. I mean, God, you know, my arm was in a bandage, but. Hell, I was 83 years old. It didn't matter. Oh, right, right, right. For the show, yeah. You know. For the uh, show, you probably would have just like sat there anyways. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right, right, right. Oh, that's crazy. Um, So, but everything is good now with um, with the accident? You're all healed up? Yeah. Okay. Okay, thank God. <laughs> nice, nice little bit of scarring on my hand, on my arm, but some you battle know. wounds. Well, I'm glad yeah. you're okay. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. And for those last two uh, scenes that you did, or I guess all of the scenes in that last episode with it when it was your mm-hmm. birthday, um, did they do those back to back, or was it like you had to wait um, around for a bit to for it to get dark? Well, they did. You know, what they do is they try to economize moving the camera. Yeah. So everything that they had to do with the house in the background, they did all that together. So they, you know, started it during the day. And then as dusk fell, then you did. You the know, next they were there multiple days. So right. when we were shooting out on other parts of the property, that was a totally different day. You know, what they did uh, during our day was the little bit in front of the paintings. Gotcha. And then the, um, you know, the stuff with the house in the background. Okay. That would make sense. That's what I kind of thought. Like you'd share. None of the little monologues that they did talking to the camera. That wasn't shot on that day. Okay. Yeah. They had a full day. There's what they call coverage, which is different angles you know the two shot with two of you the master with everybody close up close up you know the time goes because everybody's got different um light and uh so the process is you know a couple hours per shot Mm -hmm. well that makes sense um yeah so the day goes pretty fast cool well are you still acting are you still auditioning or doing anything i know with covid it's nuts but i mean it was funny because they um they asked if i was interested they wouldn't tell me who the music video was for oh yeah but they were offering more money than they usually do for a music video so my manager thought it was had to be somebody big and they asked for me because they wanted somebody who was good with improv and who had kind of a following in that age bracket, which I do from Zoe 101. Yes, of course. And um, and so when I said I was interested, then they said who it was. And I said, oh, now I'm really interested. <laughs> You're like, I'll do that. And uh, that was great because it, it, it was the Super Bowl weekend of last year. And what they did was I had to get a COVID test immediately mm-hmm. a rapid test and then quarantine the entire weekend see nobody mm-hmm. and they paid me to quarantine over oh, the weekend wow. 
and then go in and get tested on the set before I was able to, you know, go to my trailer. Mm -hmm. So they were very diligent about testing and stuff and making sure I was all right. But, I, you know, I watched the Super Bowl alone, but I got paid to do it. Which yeah, was cool. that's so cool, though. OK, yeah. I didn't know that um, that, you know, he was do did that music video. So I will 100 percent post that. Yeah. Oh, it's a good one. It's very emotional. And, and we got along really well. He's a very disciplined actor and he's actually really, really nice. Oh, good. That's good to and, hear. You know, I mean, it was nice sort of being treated um, with the kind of respect that, that, that people normally lend from one art medium to another. Right. Yes. Where they, you know, because he's music and I'm not. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, there, there was there was a level of decorum that I, I it was really it really impressed me. That's so cool. Did you have lines or like speaking lines in that music? Yeah, there was, was there was a lot of improv. Okay, um, okay. Sitting that around makes sense. the kitchen table, telling jokes. I was telling stories. I was supposed to be an old uh, motorcycle racer. Okay. I was telling him stories from you know my past races and stuff, and I I had a little experience as a cameraman up in a track called Laguna Seca. Mm -hmm. And so that was, you know, I was able to build a narrative that was pretty accurate yeah. about aspects of the track. And, you know, the, the joke that I told worked and got everybody laughing. Oh, good. And then the scene where he tells me that she's sick, where it's just the two of them. That was a very emotional scene. Mm. And um, again, it was all there was a lot of dialogue, but they didn't use any of it because right. it's more feeling. You know, yeah, it's the music's over the dialogue usually. Yeah, at the end of that scene, he said, "Can I give you a hug?" And I thought, oh. God, I think of the millions of people that like would love to be asked that by <laughs> Justin Bieber. Right, that is so was, cool that you got to. Story, and I was kind of sad for him because you know Brittany went through the same thing, and I spent four years with her sister and mm -hmm. watched that agony. And um, yeah, it was heavy, but Justin's really turned himself around and he works very hard. I mean, it's not my kind of music, but boy, the, between that and Holy, which is the same mm -hmm. production company. Yeah. Those are two just tear jerking um, videos. Mm -hmm. but they're about something. They're about things that we face in America. Yeah. And, you know, Holy was what happens when you lose your gig, you know, and they just close and say bye bye and right. you can't pay the rent. And um, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, Hold on. Mm -hmm. I mean, the song has nothing to do with the imagery. The imagery is about not affording medical care and, mm. you know, having to go rob a bank to afford chemo crazy and it's ironic that that was produced by a guy from canada where they have a great medical where they care. actually have health care <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh my god yeah no so it was it it really meant a lot to me to be 
part of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and to get that respect, I think is just so important, you know, to from one professional to another is so, so nice. You know, no, and I love when music videos are are basically like a short film, you know what I mean? Yeah. I love when that is the case cuz it's such a storytelling device, you know. Well, it is, and it's it's a really tough medium because you know, most writers will say that the short story is the hardest thing to write. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you've got to get through the whole story. And, well, and especially and, in music videos, you're like, how do I make the the music like go with what I'm acting? Or like, you know, do I even... A lot of music videos don't have lines, obviously, because the music is playing over it kind of situation. Yeah. So you have to do almost like a silent film type of acting. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's really cool. I'm so glad that you were a part of that. Oh, yeah. And it was a great cast. I mean, the girl was great. Everybody was wonderful. Yay. Yeah. Well, awesome. And in three days, when you see it, you'll, um, you'll be amazed. I mean, th- th- how they put that thing together in three days of shooting was. Is it a long song, a long video? Um, it's around the three minute okay. mark. Sort of normal. It's not that long. Okay. Wow. It was fun. And they shot right in front of my sister's house. Oh, that's was... funny. Because, <laughs> you know, you have to sign all of these non-disclosure agreements you can't talk about it until it airs right 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 now you can talk about it freely you know you can't have your camera on the set you can't do things like that and of course my sister shows up with her camera and she wants to take pictures no but don't get me fired you know if worse if word gets out i can always blame her right (laughs) oh my god That's awesome. I'm so glad you're a part of that. Is there anything else that you're uh, doing right now or is that the biggest thing to plug? No, that that's, that's, you know, that's old news now. I mean, I'm still auditioning and yeah. stuff. It's hard with the self taping yes. because I'm, I'm a lot more comfortable in the room. Oh yeah. People. I mean, it's a whole other skill to do it. Working my irresistible charm on them. And <laughs> you can't do that. Just sell us, you know, sending in a tape. Yeah, I know. The chemistry is so much different on a camera versus being in the room with somebody and being able to feel their emotions. But we'll see. I mean, in some ways it's a good thing, but in other ways it's not. So it's a whole it's a whole vibe. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, and I'm lucky. I mean, I've had a nice long career and I'm. It ain't over yet. Right, exactly. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today. It's so fun to see your face and to talk to you about this. We're so excited that we get to talk to Mr. Sweetums himself. (laughs) Well, it is an honor. It is truly an honor and a pleasure. And thank you so much for checking in, Holly. Of course. Thank you so much, Christopher. If there's anything else that you think of, you have my information. Um, And we might be in touch for the next episode. I might just say, hey, um, when we get to the second episode, because we haven't reviewed that one yet. But I'm so glad we got to touch base. Sure. And I I know that our listeners are also Zoe 101 fans. So that'll be exciting for them to hear from you, too. Well, that's cool. Yay. Yeah, you can see some of the photos on, um, I'm on Instagram. It's Get Me Murray. Oh, okay. If you've um, seen that page. No, I haven't yet. That's great to know. Okay, thank so, you. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah, I've got footage from my movies and stuff. And I think there's even, uh, I think the fight scene with Seamus is on there. The, my favorite scene from Zoe. Okay, cool. Oh, my gosh. Okay. That's great that you told me that because I'll tag you um, when we post this one. I hope that you have a good holiday and a good rest of your day. Thank you very much. 
Thank you so Thank you much. so much. Have a great one. You bet I will, and yourself as well. Thank you. Take care, Holly. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. There's a park and some pals, and there's also therapy too. So Galentine's Day, super exciting. This was written by Mike Schur, which, oh my gosh, yay. Uh, directed by Ken Quapis, who we've heard of if you've yeah. listened to The Office Ladies. Friendly Reminder was a huge deal in The Office. So super dynamic duo this week. Um, and fun fact, this was his only time directing Parks and Rec. He's only directed one episode. He directed a lot more of The Office. Mm-hmm. I believe he's the one, and correct me if I'm wrong if anyone knows this, but he's the one that says, go ahead, instead of um, instead of action. Because he's like very. That sounds familiar. Uh, yeah, I I googled it just to make sure, and his name did come up. So I wonder if that's who it is. Where like basically instead of action, like it's just say in the moment. So he's just like, okay, go ahead, and very calming kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, he also he's a big movie director as well, which I didn't really realize until I looked it into him. But he directed the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, which yes. is so fun. He's just not that into you, Malcolm in the Middle, and then a couple episodes of the Santa Clarita Diet. Which have you ever um, seen that show? Yeah, we watched the first like two episodes, I think, and I don't know if we just got too busy to be watching it or if we kind of fell off the bandwagon, but that was um that's Timothy Oliphant in that with yeah, um and with her, right? With yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it was it was interesting the first couple episodes I saw. So Yeah, I think it's really funny. I definitely think it's really fascinating and funny. So um but anyway, so the, uh, he directed a couple episodes of that. Um, and it's super interesting to me, though, that Galentine's Day, like, wasn't written or directed by a woman. <laughs> right? <laughs> but Mike sure had his finger on the pulse of so many, like, women things. Everything was so accurate. So I was like, I mean, I know that they have women in the writer's room, so obviously I'm sure he had help. But, like, it was just so amazing to, like, see and a great example that, like, even though women, like, might not have have written it like you know there are men out there who are understanding number one but also like you know work with women who uh can help <laughs> yeah yeah no I think I'm wondering if it was because I wonder if it functioned kind of similarly to the office where they said that they would put ideas on post-it notes and put them on the wall yeah. I wonder if a woman put that up there and oh, even maybe. if a w- woman wrote the opening because the only real focus on Galentine's Day is the opening in this one I know which is crazy when you think about it because yeah. when you think about it being called Galentine's Day you're um I definitely when I was watching this I was like oh man like re-watching it I was like there's really nothing to do that much with Galentine's Day in this episode yeah I'm wondering if they were just trying to get away from naming it Valentine's Day because there's another episode later in like season seven right after Anne leaves mm-hmm. is it season seven it might be season six right after Anne leaves and they have a Galentine's Day. Oh no! But it's an impromptu one, isn't it? When, well, they when have she's trying to replace Galentine's Anne. Days throughout the show. Yeah, but that one takes up more of the episode, is what I'm thinking. Well, I think multiple Galentine's Days. That's what I mean. Like this is the only one that doesn't really focus on yeah, Galentine's Day in the whole episode. All of the yeah. other ones like are more like this is Galentine's Day and this is you know what we do. So yeah. I think it's just introducing the idea. I really yeah. think that's all it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. So I think that's good. Um, and then I do have to say that our sweet friend Chris was supposed to come on this one, but we mm-hmm. want to give a shout out to her because she's super sick and has like no voice. She was so precious and sent me like a little voice memo and was like, this is what my voice sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs> oh yeah, that um, would not feel good to talk for a couple hours. Yeah, well that's 
that's the thing. She said it wasn't like she's not in pain when she speaks, but um, only really when she coughs. But, you know, it's going around. I had it over Thanksgiving. Every I had to edit out quite a bit of both of our sniffles last time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were I know you were probably feeling something. And then um, like I know so many people at work and just like this whole thing is going around. So stay like, you know, vigilant about like your immune system and everything but it's just uh, with the weather changing and you know our immune systems maybe not being up to par from being inside and wearing masks all day I don't know it's just like everyone's getting sick I feel yeah so we love you Chris so we'll see you on the next one yeah (laughs) but um anyway so that's our writer and director um so yeah I'm ready for summary perfect so I have, it's Galentine's Day, and Leslie treats all the women in her life to a Galentine's Day brunch where they hear the story of Marlene's story of her long-lost love, Frank. Once Justin hears the story, he and Leslie decide to take a nooner to bring Frank back into Marlene's life. The Parks Department throws a Valentine's Day dance for the seniors, and Mouse Rot gets jiggy with it. Yay! Getting jiggy with it. Yeah. Yay. Oh my gosh, I can't <laughs> wait to talk about Frank. It's so crazy. Yeah, I have to say something really sad real quick. Yeah. I've been reading on my iPad, mm-hmm. which you scroll through. Yeah. And I literally just went down to my paper to scroll through it. What do you and mean? And it's paper. You know that motion of like doing this yeah. to scroll up? Yeah. I did that on a piece of paper right now. Oh, 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 I understand what you're saying. I'm really sad about it. I was like, what do you mean? It. What's paper? Oh, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Uh, and my brain's like, no, that's not how this one works. Because right. you scrolled up on actual physical paper. Y- yes, I understand. I oh, yeah. my gosh. That is so funny. I feel like I've done that in multiple instances. Or like I do that thing where I, um, this is going to sound dumb, but I know that people have done it where you like try to unlock your um, door by doing your car key. Fob, I've done that before. <laughs> oh, interesting. Because huh. I'm just like so used to it. Like, or I'm, I don't know. It's just as a habit. Yeah. But anyways, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so cold open. We're at this restaurant with Leslie, Leslie's mom, and Donna, April, some other random extras, which I think is really funny. Yeah. Um, because I was like in previous or uh, in episodes after this, we really only see like the people from the office. As far as I remember, maybe yeah. I'll be proven wrong. Um, but Leslie's passing out all the gifts and these are the things that she brings. Um, a bouquet of hand crocheted flower pens, which is hilarious. Which, and it looks like it's pipe cleaners. Oh, interesting. Yeah, instead I paused it to make sure. And it looks like they're pipe cleaners. Like instead of pens, you mean? No, like on the pi- on the pens. Oh, 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 I understand. Interesting. Because yeah. I like the, it. the pipe cleaners holding the crochet thing. Yeah. And I also I also like it kind of almost looked like it wasn't crocheted and it was just pipe cleaners. Mm, OK, I'll have to go back and uh, look at it. I actually yeah. don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I paused be... it. I couldn't zoom in, but that's what it looked like to me. It was pipe cleaners. Huh. That would be a good uh, props question. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. And then a mosaic portrait of a, you with the cans of your favorite diet soda, which I thought was hilarious that she said diet soda. Not yeah. just soda, very, but diet yep. soda. Yep. <laughs> very specific. And they're yeah. very good. They're very good. Oh my gosh. I would love to know who made these props. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, and then we've got a personalized 5,000 word essay of why you all are so awesome. Well, And 
that one gets me because in college, when I was writing all my psych papers, you couldn't go over like 3,000 words because that was like too much for a research paper. So like 5,000 mm-hmm. to me is insane. For like um, over five people. Yeah. Well, and the other thing to me is like, she's she's a government employee. Mm-hmm. First of all, how does she have time for all this? And how does she have <sighs> the, the money question to Leslie. take everybody out to do this? Yeah, that's a good you question. Know? Like, did she specify that she's paying for it? No, but I'm assuming she paid for all the stuff she made. And oh, brought. yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know, and I could assume that Leslie would pay for everybody to eat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, true. it's not specified, but. She probably has a Galentine's Day budget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like she in puts money in her savings for just for Galentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. That, oh, that my God. Great. Um, um, okay, so there is a deleted scene that I wanted to share with you guys because um, it explains who some of these extras are. And it's really fascinating to me because it talks about who Leslie is friends with. So I'm going to do that thing that I did last time where I share my screen. So let's do this. What I've been waiting for. Hey, hi, guys. Ann Perkins, one of my very best friends in the world. Meet Courtney Gallerani and Shelly Darrow, my two very best friends in the world. Hi. Hi. Nice to meet you both. Ann delivered a baby on a bus once. Courtney was an opera singing major at Indiana. And Shelly never had soda in her life because she was afraid of the bubbles when she was a kid. (laughs) Become friends. (laughs) Is this your first Leslie Nope Galentine's Day breakfast? Yes, it is. You? Uh, Twelfth. Mm-hmm. We were two of the originals. Yeah. Look forward to it every year. Wow. <laughs> Gift bag time. Yay. I take it this is part of the tradition? Mm-hmm. Last year she made scarves with everyone's pictures on them. And she airbrushed the pictures she used too. God bless her. Rachel. Isn't that wild? I also love that Shelly's fun fact is nothing like notable. It's just that she's afraid of soda. Yeah. <laughs> Because she was like, afraid of the bubbles. <laughs> yeah, I feel so bad for her because like one's an opera singer, one's delivering babies on a bus, and then it's like she's afraid of bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. That is hilarious. Oh my oh, god. Man. And like but twelve Valentine's Days. Yes, That's I think insane. that's a phenomenal behind the scenes moment mm-hmm. that this is twelve. But also like I guess they cut it because they didn't want to bring these people back or something. I don't know because I'm just like. I understand. I could see how Leslie would call people best friends, even though they're not best friends. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so I get that. But like, these were two of the originals. So like, I feel like they should come back for each Galentine's Day or at least be like a part of Leslie's life somehow, which is so weird. Yeah. And that's probably why they took it out, honestly. Like, because because they are they like this, this group of people are very much into the consistency and building a reality. And if they weren't going to bring those people back, I think they would want to be. Yeah, totally. I really loved these ladies, though. I think they did a great job. If you were to watch the deleted scenes, it's really cute. Um, So as per usual, I'll explain who plays them because their scenes were cut as well. And I'll do this. I do this regardless. But the one who plays Courtney is named uh, Victoria Kelleher. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, She's been in a bunch of stuff, but I immediately recognized her because she is um, a uh, guest star or co-star on Friends really briefly, very, very briefly, who uh, tries she tries to adopt Rachel. Rachel's cat when Rachel adopts like yes. the, the naked cat in the street, on the street. But then Rachel wants her yes yeah Rachel, she's like oh I just wanted a cat when, when yeah. she finds out that it's like two thousand dollars or whatever <laughs> but um she's been in a bunch of stuff like this is us there's this show called why women kill which I need to 
be um, more into. It doesn't look like a horror movie, even though that's what it sounds like. But maybe it is. I don't know. Um, or show. I don't know. I need to. I didn't do the research on that part. But um, but yeah, she's she was really great. Uh, and then the other gal who plays Shelly is played by Bane Gibby. And she was actually in Lady Bird, the movie. Uh, you know, that Oscar award winning mm-hmm. movie with Sersha, whatever her name is. Um, but she's a teacher who's like making an announcement um, to the gym class or to the school, I think. But they're in the gym uh, anyway, she was in there, and then she was also in the comeback, which is Lisa Kudrow's show. So that's kind of a third degree of separation with friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Um, but she's super precious. I really liked her headshot. I know that's like a strange thing to point out, but I really liked her headshot that was on IMDb. So, anyways, good job, ladies. I'm glad that you're a part of Valentine's Day, even though this sucks <laughs> that yes. you got cut. But, but it's okay. I understand. Truth. Um, and then, oh, I was going to say there are more things that are cut from what's in the gift bag. So there's a lot more. It's not mm-hmm. just those three things. Um, one of them was heart-shaped cookies with empowering messages. So, like, it was kind of like the, um, you know, those heart candies that have the messages yeah. on them. They were like that, but they were, like, bigger cookies in the shape of a heart. And, like, they spelled out something. Or they would, like, make up a sentence. Like, she would put a word on each uh, cookie. Um, but, yeah. Well, so... Anyways, um, and then next up we have the the talking head, which is the best gif ever. I think everyone uses this gif who knows what Valentine's Day is, where she's talking to the camera. She's like, what's Valentine's Day? Oh, it's only the best day of the year. <laughs> and all I heard in my head was best day of the year. I know. I did, too. I totally did that as well, which is so funny. So for Tom and Donna, treat yourself day is the best day of the year. But for Leslie, I guess it's Valentine's Day. This is true. Um, I love that she has a bowl of whipped cream, by the way. (laughs) And Marlene's face, though, is like (laughs) my mom. Yeah. So Leslie is, and it's funny because Leslie's still talking overhead, Mm -hmm. right? But she's putting this whipped cream, and you look at Marlene, and she's like, she almost wants to like stop her. (laughs) Like that's (laughs) what what are you doing? And that's like my mom. That (laughs) is so funny. That's enough. That's enough. It's never enough. No, I agree. <laughs> well, and this really reminded me of when I was in Madison um, at Molly's wedding. Um, mm-hmm. There's this place called Mickey's Dairy Bar. And I asked, they have the biggest pancakes in the whole entire world. Um, and they didn't have waffles, unfortunately. Lots of places, weirdly, must not want to invest in a waffle machine or something because so many like breakfast dinery places that I've been to have pancakes, but not waffles. And I'm like, what is the difference? Just get yeah. it. But yeah. it's fine. Anyways, the pancakes were phenomenal. And uh, you should get a milkshake there if you go there too. But I asked for, like after the pancakes came out, um, I asked for whipped cream. <laughs> and they straight up gave me a bowl of whipped cream. It was like a bowl of cereal. But instead of cereal, it was whipped cream. And I, I took a picture it. of it. And I was like, oh my God. I've never like been more Leslie in my life. <laughs> That's... That's amazing. I want it. Was it was the best, and, and I ate it all. I wish I was there. That's amazing. <laughs> it is. Ladies celebrating ladies. I love that line. Yes, me too. Oh, man. Yeah. I, the next thing I have is, um, it's like Lilith's Fair with less angst or with oh, yeah. angst. <laughs> I um, know. I like that too. Yeah. And I don't know if you looked up what that is, but it's it's a it's a music festival. Like, oh, I, yeah. I, Lilith Fair is huge. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was like one of the places where you would like burn your bras and stuff. Huge feminist movement. Right, and it, and the funny part is, is that Sarah McLaughlin is one of the people that started it, and that oh, she's okay. she is who Leslie like Leslie listens to her all the time. 
yeah. in the show. So I thought that was a nice connection between the two. Um, and just in case people wanted to know, the, it mainly ran from 1997 to 1999. Okay, gotcha. I know. I was going to ask if um, they ever do like any sort of reunions, um, because I would love to go to a little affair if that was ever a thing. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't. I didn't look into it when I just did the like the basic research to yeah. make sure that I had the right information. It was like it just said 1997 to 1999. Yeah, and I think it's also it's like a Ren Fair as well. So it's not only mm. like the concerts, but there's also like booths and stuff where you can purchase um, handmade trinkets and things like that. Um, yeah. or not even trinkets, but just like handmade goods. You know. Yeah. So. Definitely. That's awesome. I love that Sarah McLaughlin started it or like yeah, one, right? was one of the founders. I had no idea. Yeah, I thought that was a nice connection back to Leslie's love of Sarah Totally. McLaughlin. I wonder if they knew so, that when they said that. Probably not. Or maybe I don't know. they did. I don't know. <laughs> I, you never know. Like, that's the thing with Seriously. them. Is like Because some things are really well thought out like that. So it makes mm-hmm. sense. Totally. Um, I love this moment where, like, <laughs> Leslie does this big... <gasps> Yeah. And Anne's like, don't you know the story? Yes, but the drama. The drama. I know I have that quoted too. It reminds me of the dancing. Yes. <laughs> She's dancing at the bulge. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. So, so it's funny. So good. And that's but yeah. Like, I feel like I do that. Like, even though I've heard the story mm-hmm. before, if I'm mm-hmm. there when someone's retelling it to other people, yeah. I like to experience it for the first time with other people. Like, I will like to watch their facial expressions and also like be totally. as excited about it so i do this with movies and tv shows like mm, with mm-hmm. the holiday especially the movie but i know by heart sometimes yes. i'll be like oh no and i'm like i've seen this eight thousand times yeah i know i love it's that. just fun to relive it you know what i mean it is yeah i just made ivan watch that with me oh it's, it's the best one. i think it was on netflix i wonder if they're gonna mm-hmm. take it off after the holiday but um i think they, they have a couple on there, there. That like have the leaving Netflix on December 31st. Oh, okay, gotcha. So I didn't see it next to the holiday when we watched it. It was a couple weeks ago, but like there are a couple Christmas movies on there that they'd have that next to it. Nice, so. nice, nice, nice. Okay. Well, yeah, just a friendly reminder. Marlene is telling this romantic story about 1968 when she met this lifeguard who saved her in Bermuda. It's very, very um, romantical and exotic and a great Galentine's um, story. And she's continuing this story now to Tom and Justin at the office. And she says that this guy asked her to marry him, but Marlene's parents thought she was too young, so she was like, no. And then she met Leslie's dad, which is hilarious because you think that this lifeguard might be her dad or who Marlene actually ended up marrying but that's like not what happened (laughs) yeah (laughs) which I think is amazing yeah that's pretty funny I uh I I think it's very interesting how they met in Bermuda and Marlene was from Indiana and he was from Illinois like that's a pretty close connection to like yeah yeah, you know? that's true. That's true. And um, yeah, you would think that the lifeguard would have been like living there or whatever, but maybe mm-hmm. he was one of those people that goes and like works in the summertime towards like, or not towards, but like works in a different country or different state or whatever, um, like for yeah. the summer. Yeah. But yeah, like uh, in Dirty Dancing, when all those workers or whatever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're not from there, but they go there to work to make the money. Um, but yeah, Justin really wants to find this guy. He's like going on a mission. And Leslie does n- um, not want anyone who thinks puppets are people. <laughs> She's like, no ventriloquy. Deals off. No, no, no one who like doesn't have their voice connected to themselves. <laughs> yeah. I just, so which is hilarious. Weird. 
like to point that out specifically you know like you could have just send a sent said like a general if this person ends up being super weird we're stopping Oh, right, 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 exactly. But there is, they have a talking head um, where Leslie like has this idea of how to reunite them. And I have to share it with you. It is so funny to me. Okay, hold on. I'm going to do this again. I'm going to get faster at it. Oh my God, I have an awesome idea. I'm going to arrange for my mother to be thrown into a strong tide so Frank can rescue her again. Wait, hold on. I've been taking an audio tape course on thinking through your decisions. Is there a potential downside to this plan? Yes, drowning. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I was like living that with her. And I, like, oh. I know you go. You really do go through it with her. You're just like, wait, wait, wait. And that's over dramatic. Yeah, uh, someone could die. And then that's, I just mm. love that she's taking an audio book course or audio tape course on how to be like thinking through your decisions. Oh, oh it's, it's true so because funny. she is. She's very. She's a very impulsive person. Mm-hmm. So she does need a class like that. So I'm proud of her. Yeah, me too. Oh, I thought that was such a good like character moment of her. Yeah. Uh, and also like Tom is like so disgusting of a fanboy to Justin. It's just like it's too much. Like stop it. And then they both say absolutely at the same time. And he does it on and purpose, then he starts though. Crack- oh, uh, of course. Yes. <laughs> he like knows what he's gonna say, and then he s- starts to say it with him, and then he cracks up with Justin. Is like almost like flirting basically i feel you know yeah yeah no i i hate it because i just like tom be your own person like there's someone in there that's their own person like yeah but he i don't know if he just feels inadequate because of the whole wendy situation or you know i don't know what it is but he like is acting like he can't he needs to be justin to be cool Yeah, yeah. I just think that he's highly insecure and he sees Mm -hmm. Justin as someone who is just oozing with confidence and uh, like he dresses well. He just he's just everything that uh, Tom wants to be and travels and he's rich kind of and, you know, so he's just kind of living through him. And if he's friends with Justin, then he's like he's good, you know? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Uh, But um well, now we are at where Mark and Anne have this moment because Anne bought Mark some bath towels because he was using um, a bath robe as a towel or something like this. And then she also brought him shampoo. And he's like, she's like, you know, things that normal human people would use. Like, that's what she bought him for Valentine's Day. And he comes into the office saying, like, I knew dating you would pay off or whatever. And I just I don't like this. If I am with a man who doesn't have bath towels or shampoo, like, you're out. I'm sorry. What? Shampoo? (laughs) What have you been doing? I will say that there is a stigma, and I don't know how true this is of um, most, like, men, but uh, I wish I should ask my guy friends if this is, like... (laughs) any any truth to it but like there is the stigma that men think that you can use every one product for everything like the two-in-one situation can be a three-in-one like you have body wash shampoo conditioner face wash all this bullshit and so like there's this whole thing that i think that's kind of playing on with mark where he's just like not a real man <laughs> or not okay real man that was dramatic sorry he's just like not grown up i guess yeah um and he doesn't have shampoo. He must be using something else. Or maybe he doesn't wash his hair. I don't know. He can't yeah. just not wash his hair. But you see me, what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I totally I totally get what you're saying. I just, yeah, I, I'm not happy about it. Yeah, me <laughs> neither. Don't I don't like it at all. I think it's stupid. Well, and Anne's like, I think maybe the reason Anne doesn't think it's as big of a deal is because she just came off of dating Andy. 
Yeah, that's true. Maybe so. And he, he has all these other things that Andy didn't have. That bar is so fucking low. Yeah, it's so low, though. <laughs> so, like, when Chris oh comes God. into the picture, you're like, damn. Yeah, especially Chris. Oh, my God. Wow, yeah. what a step up. Uh, well, so now Leslie is explaining that the Senior Center's Valentine's Day dance is from 5 to 9 p.m. Um, and Leslie is explaining the dance. Go ahead. I love that Tom has to clarify if it's a.m. or p.m. Oh, I know. <laughs> They're old. Get it? They're old. <laughs> I love it. I know. Which, honestly, I mean, fair. Fair point, I suppose. That is a fair point. 100%. Because early bird breakfasts are usually that time. So maybe... Yeah. <laughs> I know it was a joke and he knew very like well which time it was, but right. that is like a funny slash it relevant is. joke. It is. <laughs> but um Oh yeah, and she's explaining the dance and she's saying like, no offense, but everyone here is terrible at love. Poor Jerry. <laughs> Divorce, dating a gay guy, dating twice. Uh Jerry's still out on Mark and Ann. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry. Which, I've been happily married. I know I feel so bad for Jerry. But like I know. Also, I'm gonna be honest, like I don't think through the entire time we see Mark and Anne dating, do I think it's endgame? Oh, no. You mean like, like if think, they're going to get together like for yeah, real, for real? Yeah, because I think... I think be together forever. Les- Leslie's kind of voicing how we all feel as the audience. Yeah. Where it's like, I mean, he kind of seems like a rebound for you from Andy. Yeah. You know, like you just needed to date a dude who has a job, but like there's no really real chemistry there. Right, 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 right. Well, and at this point, I do wonder, I don't know how long they've been dating. Is it like six months or something like this? Because isn't it? Yeah, because didn't they start dating in like episode two was their first date? Yeah. Right. And now we're in February. What? do? Oh, no, I'm thinking The Office. I'm so sorry. I'm thinking, which is also Rashida Jones. I'm thinking um, uh, Rashida's character, Karen, and what's what's his name? Jim. Jim. Because they celebrate their six months anniversary. And I'm like, did they Mm -hmm. celebrate? Did Mark and Anne celebrate a six month anniversary? Not in the show. Okay. But they've definitely hit six months because it's February. And well, maybe not definitely, but like it's it's Valentine's Day. And they started dating in the second episode, which I'm assuming would be in like September. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, but there's, it's really funny because um, there is a deleted, another deleted talking head where Leslie says um, she loves spending Valentine's Day at the Senior Center because you can, it's so kind of gross, but it's also like really funny. She says you get to see old people gaze into each other's cloudy eyes. Oh, <laughs> and I was yeah. like, gross. And it's also about celebrating love. Plus it ends really early. So if you have a real date, you can go out afterward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And in the deleted scene, she also explains that, um, which you get from the kind of montage once you're at the senior center, but she Mm -hmm. explains that Tom, April, and Jerry are in charge of decorations, um, and then Donna and her are going to do the food and entertainment, and Ron is just in charge of himself because he's too scared of emotions. She does this whole, like, mocking thing of, like, he's too scared of emotions, so we can't, like, go celebrate the blah, 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 blah. and there's this runner, um, I guess I'll just tell you now, but there's this like runner where at the end, you know how we see those two old ladies that are like, oh my gosh, it's Duke Silver. Yes. Um, he explains like, cause Ron definitely says like, he says back to Leslie, you know, it's not because of that, that I don't want to go. Like, it's just, I don't want to be there kind of thing. Mm. Like classic Ron. Um, but then after those old ladies recognize him, he's like hiding behind these balloons and he's like, that's why I didn't want to come to the senior center. Hello. And Mm. I was like, oh my God, that's so funny. I wish they would have kept that part. Yeah, that would be, that would be a a good full circle thing. 
Yeah, like I don't even think they needed to have like the part about, you know, he's afraid of emotion so he doesn't want to come. They could have literally just done that scene where he's hiding behind the balloons or the flowers or whatever, saying right. like, that's why I didn't want to come. <laughs> so, but anyways, um, which it's really funny because I think this is our first mention of Gail, right? I know that we talk about him having been married, but I don't think we say the name Gail. That's a really great question. Yeah, well, he's definitely been mentioned that he's married, but I, I think you're right. I don't know if they've mentioned um, her name. Right, right. Well, anyway, so Mark and Anne are volunteered slash drafted because <laughs> they did not volunteer. And then Tom thinks that her JFK like impersonation is the Terminator. <laughs> yes. Which is so wild. But then she turns to leave and she says, where am I going? Do you, did you catch that? Yes, and I think I that was 100% an, an accident. Yeah, yeah, I think it was an accident. I think she was starting to walk out and like she was like, this is not where I'm supposed to be going. And they, they kept, kept it because it. it was it was funny and it seemed natural. And classic Leslie too, being like Leslie. in 100,000 different places. Yeah, I yeah. definitely think that must have been improv. But um, yeah. And now I'm at where Wendy comes in, if you are. E- yes. Because huh? that was my last note in the um, thingy. Okay. Um, and I have yeah. to say, this is the lamest attempt at romance ever. <laughs> He's at his office desk. And I just, I'm like, dude, you could have had her meet you at like a nice cafe or restaurant. Like, and you have her come know. to your office. I just. Yeah. And he has this like sexy song playing in champagne. Also, did you notice that maybe I'm crazy, but I did not see any bubbles in that champagne. <laughs> Like, is this been sitting out like or is this just a continuity thing or not continuity, but like just a props thing where perhaps they just use apple juice and didn't. Yeah, like, it could, that there were it could very well be, be that. Bubbles. Yeah, I don't know, because I didn't even pay attention to that. I didn't clock that there were no bubbles. I just was staring at it because when he was pouring it, it seemed so flat. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is not cute. I'm not. drinking." Yeah. That. Oh, my gosh. But then he gives her a rose and he's trying mm-hmm. to woo her. And she's like, you know, I'm I'm really grateful for everything you've done for me. But like she just doesn't feel that way. And she calls him Tommy, which I feel like she's the only one who like semi sincerely calls him Tommy mm-hmm. at this point, because I feel like whenever April does it, it's more of like a not a jab, but just like more of a joke kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100 um, percent. So, like, that's really interesting to me that I feel like that might be a bit of a friendship thing. But um, speaking of friendship, this is so funny. And I think it's my favorite line. Did you clack it? Or do you know what I'm about to say? I don't know. I might. <laughs> I have one thing written down, but I don't know if it would be your favorite thing. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> well, she's saying, like, I just see you as a friend. And that's it. And he says, think of how much better our friendship would be if we had a do in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's my uh, favorite one. Is it so random and it's, funny and like it's, yeah, it's so <laughs> Tom too. I was watching the episode with Ivan last night to like rewatch it, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Oh, Tom, <laughs> <laughs> that's how you get the girls." Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, Aye. it's just so funny that like that would be. I don't know. I just feel like if I was, I'm trying to put myself in Wendy's shoes, but like not really in that regard no how do I say this basically I was just think it'd be funny if like someone was trying to woo me that I knew was trying to woo me that I kind of like too that we were already a little bit friendly that line would be really hilarious and I would end up laughing and then my laughter would be like okay I'll give you a shot because you made me laugh. yeah <laughs> but he means it so seriously and not as a joke 
Yeah, no, for seriously, for seriously, for oh seriously, gosh. seriously. Um, no, but and I think the other thing is, is like Wendy legit does not have any underlying feelings for him. Yeah, like, I think it's pretty clear because the night they get divorced, she already has a dude over at her house. Exactly. So yeah, she's not she having just... to process through it. Right, right. And so now I think Tom just needs to let go. He did try a couple times, mm-hmm. it sounds like, especially with that last deleted scene in the last episode. So yeah. um, I think that he did his thing. He shot his shot. And, um, you know, it is what it is. But yeah. um, speaking of on. Wendy. Yeah, time to move on. Time to get going, as Tom Betty says. Um, but no, I messaged uh, her Jamma is her name. Um, mm-hmm. Williamson, I think. Oh, God. But Jamma is her first name, um, Wendy. Mm-hmm. And I did message her commercial agents. Her manager didn't have any info online. But fun fact, her manager also reps Gillian Vigman, a.k.a. Alexa Softcastle. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Susan Yeagley, a.k.a. Mrs. Sweetums, Jessica yeah. Wicks. Nice. So hopefully that's so funny that they are all like in the same roster. Yeah. But um, I yeah, hopefully I can get in touch with I definitely want to talk to Jessica Wick. So hopefully um, sh- she probably won't. But uh, or maybe it would be crossing a boundary if I asked her to give me her manager's information. <laughs> but either way. Um, yeah, I just think it's funny that they share the, the manager. But um, yeah, I wonder so if that had I'm anything to do with them getting parts. I don't know. That's a good question. I wonder if they all know each other or like if the manager knows the casting director or something. But I mean, it could just be a common coincidence, you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah, so now I'm at the shoeshine stand if you are. Yes, because my next note is, Kyle, why are you here? (laughs) Andy Forrest. I did message him, by the way, and asked if he had any memories, but he hasn't messaged messaged me back yet. So I'm sure he's busy for the holidays. But regardless, like, yeah, why is he here? (laughs) It's like it's I almost feel like what happened was he came and he sat down to get a shoe shine and then the band showed up. Yeah, I don't like, know. I could even see him showing up like mid song and being like, "That'll end soon." <laughs> yeah, because he's so crowded in there. Because there's a band member right in front of him. Exactly. Yeah, like literally, so, Chris Pratt is right in front of him. Like his guitar yeah. is almost leaning on his knee. <laughs> but I love how over it Andy is. Like his whole face is just like, "Oh, I can't believe I have to play these old songs." Yeah. Ugh. But uh, sex I was hair so excited. Oh my God, sex hair is one of the my first favorite mention. songs that they have. Yes, it's so good. It's and I great. love his like, you don't need to explain it, but I love that he explains yeah. what it means to yeah. Leslie. <laughs> and it's very clear. It's very clear in the name. The two yes. words sum it all up for us. Exactly. But oh my gosh, I just love that uh, this band, it, this is our first like witness of the whole, I, well, I mean, we've seen rock show, I guess, but I feel yeah. like this is the first time that we saw like each person like maybe get a line and like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just We're seeing bringing, interaction with yeah. the band. Yeah. And I was like so taken with it. I was so tickled. I was like, yay, they're coming, they're back. Um, but I wanted to tell everyone the lineup really fast because I need to talk to each individual person eventually. Number mm-hmm. one, Chris Pratt, Andy, lead singer, guitarist, because we do not have a second lead singer yet, which that will come later. Um, Andrew Burlinson, Burley. Side note, his real name is Andrew Burlinson, and he is the cool. other guitarist. But fun fact, he messaged me back, and we're going to talk to him. And I'm I am so, so 
so, so, so excited. Um, he is actually, for those of you who still watch regular TV or perhaps maybe have Peacock and um, maybe see the commercials, he is in a commercial, a Geico commercial with his real life wife. Um, and it has Angry Birds in the commercial and mm-hmm. for Geico. And I saw it, I think I saw it when I was home for Thanksgiving because my mom still obviously has cable and watches it. And I swear I saw it and thought it was a funny commercial, but I had no idea that it was him because he looks so different now or at least to me he does because mm-hmm. he doesn't like have that shaggy brown hair kind of thing um he's like old and n- well not old older and distinguished um i feel i think he looks very sophisticated oh. and burley if you're listening please don't think that i called you old because i did not mean that i just meant that like there's a little bit of um a cut hair moment going on mm-hmm. instead of that like shaggy 15 year old looking thing which i know he's not supposed to be 15 in the show but you you see what i'm saying like, yeah no 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 for sure i'm not gonna dig myself a deeper hole but <laughs> we're talking to him next year and which is wild to say that next year is in like two weeks so yeah let's not that. let's not yeah, I'm um, not ready also, yet. oh, I was going to tell people, and we'll talk about this, I'm sure, with him too. But um, did you ever watch that Nickelodeon show, um, The Secret Life of Alex Mack? Or Alex no. Max or something like this. Um, oh my God. My sister and I were obsessed with this show. Um, it's this older show, and the premise is that, like, this girl gets, like, some chemical, like, um, infusion or something accidentally and she can now turn into like a blob of silver and like slide under doors and like she s- spies around and stuff. It is so funny um, and by funny I just mean like now as an adult I, right. and back in the day when I was watching it I was like oh my god this is riveting and it really was but um, there is his wife is also an actor and she played the sister of Alex Mack so if anyone is uh, an Alex Mack slash old school Disney fan there's that for you um cool. but yeah me and brooklyn are obsessed with that. <laughs> uh and anyway so then we've got um alan yang who's the bassist which we know and then mark rivers who is our drummer mark Driv- mark rivers mark rivers fun fact um i've said this before and i'll say it again he wrote most of the mouse rat hits including bye bye little sebastian i messaged so all of them and <laughs> um alan I don't think like checks his Instagram as much or like doesn't message back probably as much. Um, Mark Rivers, I don't know what his deal is. I messaged both his um, like website and his uh, agent that was listed on IMDb and it bounced back. So I don't know, but I'm just manifesting that Burley can get in contact with him and that we really hit it off with Burley and that he will somehow get me in touch with Mark Rivers. Because I can't can't imagine talking to Mark Rivers. I mean, I can't. But that would be such a dream come true to meet the songwriter of Bye Bye Lil Sebastian. Yeah. I mean, I'm and already all- freaking out about Burley because I know. he has one of my most favorite lines in the whole thing where he's like, why don't you melt the cheese? <laughs> it's so good. It's such a valid question, too. It is because Andy makes nachos just putting the shredded cheese on there without melting them. <laughs> I just... And Andy's like, you're lying, saying that you don't like it that way. Like, I make the best ones. Yeah. Nacho chef. Anyways. Uh, anyway, okay, I'm sorry. Oh. So I had to go off on a bit of a Tangent. rant. But, it's um, all good. But, yeah, so Burley, we look forward to talking to him. And I'm just really glad to see the band. Uh, and then, yeah, this is where Leslie comes up. And it's the first mention of sex hair. <laughs> yes. Love it. We have a new song, Sex Hair. And I love the way she explains this. Like, why don't we just think of it like... Uh, like the way she, I can't remember exactly what yeah, she said. Yeah, that was my next note too. She, just the way she says it is like, 
you're not saying anything different from what he just said, but mm-hmm. she's making it sound fancier. And then right. he kind of gets on board with it. Right. So basically, he, she's trying, because Andy's like, I don't know about playing these songs, man. And Leslie is like trying to convince him to play the songs um, by saying, like, or in a, I guess, a more valiant way and like excited way by saying, like, just pretend they're the songs that you play, except for their old jazzy standards. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I can do that. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> oh my oh, gosh. Man. So silly. Very silly. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> but now we're at where Justin says that he found this guy uh, that Marlene got saved by, this lifeguard named Frank Beckerson, Marlene's lover from the 60s. Yes. Um, I have to go back because I, this might be my favorite line. Oh, yeah. Um, when, <laughs> when Kyle asks to get his shoe shine and Andy goes, Kyle, I'm going to lose my shit on you if you ask again. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> or it's ask me one more time. But yeah. It's I feel I I resonate with that so hard because I I my daily life is that with kids. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so. I know. Don't ask what you've already asked before. Yeah. It's just so funny that Kyle is like in the background doing nothing and being yeah. like he's just eventually he'll show. get to me, you know, whatever. Yeah. Because I feel like any other person would be like, Okay, he's not shining my shoes today. You know, yeah. like and I would have walked go. away. Yeah, yeah. But Kyle's just like He's my friend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but Sad. yeah, so we we have Leslie um, coming to ask Ron if she can take a nooner. <laughs> right. <laughs> a mission of love. Yes. With And it's so cute. That she has no idea what a nooner is. And a cute word. <laughs> I know. Cute word. Um, which I'm over here laughing watching this. And Ivan's not laughing. I'm like, do you know what a nooner is? And he's like, no. And I explained it. And what? then it was really funny to him. But yeah. Oh, my God. I feel so um like self-explaining <laughs> yeah and it's uh i mean especially in that situation right, right. Like when you're watching it but it's also it always always remembers me of um that song afternoon delight yes 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 <laughs> yes afternoon delight and that's but, that's that's actually a joke in glee the show i don't know if you ever watched glee oh, really did you watch that show i did yeah um they did the one uh when mr what's his face oh god the teacher is dating Schuster? another Schuster, yes. He's dating another teacher and they sing Afternoon Delight because she picks that song and she has no idea what it means. She's just like, I love this song. It's about like a fun afternoon. Oh and my he's gosh. like, uh, or is it? Yeah, I can't wait. Shit. It's either Mr. <laughs> Schuster or John Stamos. One of them sing this song with her and uh-huh. she's like, uh, yeah, this is just a fun song. <laughs> and everyone's like, no. <laughs> also I clocked and thought about this where this is the first time that she's like straight up asked Ron for a half day as opposed to just leaving isn't mm-hmm. that weird because like yeah. most of the time she but maybe it's because she's leaving at noon whereas normally she would leave at like two or three or something yeah. I don't know but, but I just I, thought that was really funny I think it's also because the last couple times she's left she's been at to a point where if Ron asked her to come back to the office, she was accessible, but now mm. she's driving to Illinois. So it's not like yeah. he can call her and she can automatically just be there in five minutes, you know? That's true. Good point. Yeah. So that's kind of why I think, but I mean, I think it is interesting. Like she's, she's taking a half day off with this big party coming up too, mm-hmm. to like 
she's she's going to just trust everybody. That seems a little unlessly to me, but also mm-hmm. I understand how so excited she is about this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because like she has a deadline kind of in mind to get him to the Valentine's mm-hmm. Day party. Um, well, and Ron is like a secret romantic because he's got this smile on his face about this story and mm-hmm. then bringing this person back to Marlene. And so he, like you can see in him, like even though he's been divorced twice, like... Well, yeah, and I think that as we get to know Ron, we understand that that's why he got married so many times, Mm -hmm. because he is a secret romantic, and he likes romantical love, um, but he just doesn't really know how to pick them. (laughs) Right. Well, and we just, we don't see it expressed that often. Exactly. Or in that way, rather. Yeah. Right. Totally. I'm at um, when Mark is giving all these presents to Anne. Um, Okay, yes. The first thing I was going to say something just really quickly before Uh we get there is that um, this is the first episode for me anyways, like because they're still in Ron's office and Justin says like, isn't that a great story? Like this is the first time for me and I know everyone else has seen it and I haven't. Um, But where I was like, oh, he keeps saying that line of like, wouldn't that be a great story or this is a great story kind of thing. And Uh you see that it's really not for love or to love for Leslie rather or to like help Leslie or her mom. It's just to create this big story that he can tell later. Uh And I think that's the key of this episode to really understand that like he's not really in it for any sort of like, you know, um, uh, helping anyone else it's just like kind of a selfish idea of like this is just gonna be fun for me to tell later even though it yeah. might hurt some people in the process and um that was where that clicked in for me as an audience member yeah and I mean I think when I when I look back at other episodes too I think one of the reasons he likes Leslie so much is because she isn't well traveled and so all of his stories are so intriguing to her and she's mm-hmm. so into them yeah and so it's like he has this new audience to share all That's these true. stories with you know yeah and it's so, like he really attaches himself to this and like inserts himself in such a uh, such an inappropriate way. Yeah, no. And if I was going to get all therapisty on him, I could go back and like we could dissect what his childhood looked like that he's yeah. just, you know, but he's, you know, I, I have it in my notes later, like when they get to the Valentine's Day dance, like he's he's stuck on this adrenaline high. Mm-hmm. It's almost like people who come back from war, they don't know how to assimilate back into real life because mm-hmm. they're used to wondering if a bomb's going to go off or mm-hmm. having the a- adrenaline rush of going onto the battlefield or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Have you ever seen um, Hurt Locker? Uh, I don't think Renner. I ever actually watched it, but I know that it's on my list. It's so good. And it, it does such a good job of showing that transition because so many war movies take us overseas and we mm-hmm. see what happens over there. But they have a big chunk of the film where he comes back home Mm-hmm. And you see him trying to fit into a regular life again. Yeah. And so I think that's, I mean, on a much smaller scale, obviously, but I think that's kind of Justin. Like, he can't function if he doesn't have some sort of adrenaline or excitement coming yeah. forward, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's true. I'd be, I'd love to know what he went through. <laughs> I know. <laughs> to like have no real kind of substance, I feel just kind of like this is about the story. Right. Um, yeah. But also, side note, we definitely don't take care of our veterans, but. Also, we'll yeah, save accurate. that for another time. <laughs> yeah, I um, can, yeah. But yeah. So now I'm at where Mark and Anne, um, yeah, we're they're together. So what yeah. do you have for that? I don't know. I like this is here's the thing. I think we get a lot of information on Mark and Anne's relationship in this. But mm-hmm. also, first of all, I need to say that if I was Anne in the situation, I would feel like absolute shit that I did not reciprocate to the same level. <laughs> mm, interesting. Um, and that's just that's just me as like a 
Like I love, like this is my favorite time of year. I don't know if I could even tell you how many like gifts I bought because <laughs> I love seeing things and being like, oh, they would love this and, and getting it. And like, so I think if I got like five gifts from my mom and I only got her one, like I would feel awful. Mm. And that's just like a me problem. But I put myself in Anne's shoes for that. But then also you recognize that everything he's giving her is exactly what he says. It's a cliche Valentine's gift. Nothing is personalized to her mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and what she would want and need. Yeah. So I thought yeah. that was interesting. I agree. And it's everything that he didn't get to do with anyone else. So mm-hmm. he's kind of just like checking boxes off of lists because and he's so excited. Uh, yeah. He's trying so hard because this is like and he says this repeatedly, much like Justin says a the, you know, the thing about this being the story, but Marcus says this whole thing. Uh, Mark is, I said Marcus, which sounded like Marcus, but <laughs> okay, stupid. Uh, Mark is doing this whole thing of like, mm-hmm. you know, I think this is going really well because yeah. we haven't made it this long or I haven't made it this long in any other relationship. So this is like really cool for me. Mm-hmm. I personally, um, it, I think that if I was in, I would be... Um, not feeling bad that like I didn't reciprocate as much because like mm. you said, they're a little cliche, but I would like, I would definitely want to have given maybe something, but like yeah. she already has like given him stuff that like is invaluable. So I don't really, I, I don't know. I forgot about the towels and the shampoo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I do love that she's in pajamas while he's in a tux. I think yeah. that's fucking phenomenal. And I want that for my life. <laughs> it's great. I love it. Uh, but um, yeah, I, and then this is our first mention of Dennis Feinstein because oh he gives her I, perfume. I love it so much. Oh, Dennis, no, no. Oh, Dennis, no. <laughs> I love that they expand on this later. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And they keep the name and everything. Yes. Um, then and he they picked the, the perfect person to play it too. I love Oh my him. gosh, I know. I love him. Um, they He does the little pretty woman moment, which yes. is nice. Mm-hmm. A cute that little touch. Cool. Um, very precious yes with the bears and the chocolate and the flowers and all those things yeah um but yeah now i'm on the road trip if you are yeah and i um (laughs) leslie is getting ahead of herself right like this the the talking head you talked about earlier right that impulse control Mm -hmm. like she's immediately going into do i call him dad it's like no (laughs) that's probably that's probably weird okay yeah nope i'm gonna call him peepaw (laughs) papa pappy poopa Yes. I love Poopa. Poopa's uh, the best. Poopa, Poopa, no. <laughs> <laughs> also, he, she so has this bad. talking head about reuniting um, loves like Brad Pitt yes. and Jennifer Anderson, and she just wants. Oh, Jen, I just want you to be happy. Which stay is stay away from John Mayer. <laughs> yes, it's so accurate. I have that as one of my favorite lines, but also it's funny because Justin Throw ends up marrying her. I know it's so funny. So, it's but now crossover. they're divorced, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't yeah. stay together. Yeah, Jennifer Aniston and Justin Thoreau, yes, were together for quite some time, mm-hmm. um, which is hilarious. Also, which I wonder if this is how they met. I should look up that timeline. But there's a movie that Jennifer Aniston does with Paul Rudd. And this was when I was on my binge watching of all the movies of um, Catherine Hahn. And mm. uh, I think it's called Wanderlust. And they they go, okay. Paul Rudd and Jennifer Aniston are married and they go on this like um, road trip thing and they like their car breaks down or something. And then they basically end up living on this commune and they kind of go through all these like struggles and but like very comedically. And Justin Theroux is like the leader of the oh, cult wow. commune thing. Okay. And it's hilarious. But um, anyway, so. That's neither here nor there. But um, yeah, so now they're ringing the doorbell Mm -hmm. and Frank thinks that Leslie is Marlene (laughs) because he's clearly a little crazy because he tries to kiss her. And this is where she's like, Poopa, no, no, Poopa, no, no. (laughs) 
<laughs> and it's so funny. It's like his awkward recovery is like, oh, come on in. It's come not like, in. I'm so sorry, or that's so awkward. It's like, no, totally. all right, come on in the house. It's totally normal. Did you um, notice, or did you like look at anything in his apartment? Or no, house, I just noticed I it was super cluttered. Oh, okay. That's okay. the only thing I, I kind of clocked. I didn't stop to look at anything specific. I noticed so many chalkboards really randomly. There was a big chalkboard on like above the fireplace on the brick wall, which I couldn't mm-hmm. make out. Um, but uh, there's one on his fridge that's like, a tiny little chalkboard, like a reminder whiteboard thing that you would mm-hmm. put on a fridge, but it was a chalkboard instead. And it says, find the parrot. <laughs> what? I was like, this guy's clearly oh, lost it. No. But like, they're the big one. I don't know. The, it, it seems like they're reminders because the big one in his living room. It the I I couldn't make out all of it, but the top two ones say it's looks like it says uh, check the and then I couldn't I couldn't make out what the last part was. But um, so I I don't know. He's just reminding himself, maybe. Well, I think he's he's not all there. Is kind Agreed. of what we get from from the situation and 100%. he probably needs little reminders here and there like yes. <laughs> of what to do that makes sense to me i mean he's and he's older too mm-hmm. um so yeah yeah um yeah he's a little crazy a little cuckoo mm-hmm. um i have a guest star breakdown if you would like it yes <laughs> so <laughs> i love this guy i've seen him in other a bunch of other things too oh yeah he's a huge 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 actor um his real name is john Laroquette. i can't believe they got him because of how I, right? how huge he is at this at this point in the season i guess is what mm-hmm. i'm trying to say because obviously they get big characters but i'm like what um because i uh watch <laughs> okay this is silly but also like very showing of my age that i first recognized who he was um from 30 rock as well because they do a spoof on um re reuniting the the night court uh cast for kenneth because he believes that like tv shows should be real kind of thing um but night court is one of the things that john lariquette is most known for um which was like um back in the 80s 90s i think it was 90s but um late 80s as well um Huge show back in the day, back in that day, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's been in like Boston Legal, The Librarians, uh, Stripes with uh, Bill Murray, which was a um, like a military movie. Um, he also had his own show, the John Lariquette show. Um, he was in Star Trek three. Um, he's just like a huge actor. But Night Court was like, I think one of the things that like most people would know him for if you didn't watch those other shows that I mentioned. Um, also, also, I saw that they on IMDb that there is a pre-production listing for another Night Court. So I was like, are they actually doing a reunion or what does this mean? Dang. Because like there would be, I mean, they're probably at least in their 70s now. So I mean, like, I'm very intrigued to see what exactly that means. But it looks like it's supposed to be out in 2022, which is obviously next year. So I'm like, what the fuck? But anyways, I did message uh, his agents because I have nothing left to lose. So uh, <laughs> he hasn't messaged me back. So uh, or they haven't messaged me back rather. But. I was okay. like, I shot my shot, so it's fine. Yeah, love it. But yeah, I love him. I think he's hilarious. I really think that he played this role so well. Yeah, no, I completely, I completely agree. I loved it. Everything was, he he just played it so like, he could be so together in certain moments mm-hmm. and then completely break down. Right. Well, and I think that that's like part of his breakdown is like trying to have it all together kind of thing, right. but not even like... 
I don't think he's really shy about the fact that he's um, not together, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, which might negate what I just said. But like when he says the whole thing of like, I'm just going to go vomit real fast and then we'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> like he thinks everything's just like normal, which yeah. for him maybe is keeping it together. That's what I mean to say. Um, but Leslie asks if like he was a lawyer because Marlene said that that was something that, um, you know, he might have been back in the day or like that was what he was pursuing. And mm-hmm. he was like, no, but uh, I represented myself once. And she's like, what? Because obviously he doesn't say for what. And that probably means he was in court like <laughs> as his own representation. Right. Which... Um, so this, when we were watching it last night, we had a Mm -hmm. long conversation about if this, we paused it and we were like, okay, can you do this? And Ivan said, yes, you can. Mm -hmm. And, but then we got into this whole like, like thing because Miranda writes, say, if you can't afford an attorney, then uh, one will be appointed to you. So then I texted it. Yes. To, to pay for your own Mm -hmm. or to, to represent yourself. But I texted Connor because he's in law school. And when I have any legal questions, I ask him. So I thought you might enjoy this and we can cut this out if you want. I don't care. But like, mm-hmm. I just thought you would enjoy this. I, yeah. I all of a sudden texted him and said, sorry, he just texted me. So it brought everything back down <laughs> oh, to no. the bottom. Um, <laughs> so I texted him out of the blue, hadn't texted him in like a couple hours. Let's say I got in trouble. Also, maybe it was a Friday in December. Do I only have access to the free attorney if I can't afford it? Or if I can't afford it, can I still take the free lawyer to save some money? And he said, what did you do? (laughs) (laughs) And then he said, you have the right to the free attorney regardless. Problem is, they're usually no bueno. You get what you pay for, which is nothing. Mm -hmm. So he's like, you know, it's better for you to pay for your own, um, basically. Which I sent this to my mom because I thought she would get a a crack at it. Like she thought would think it was funny. And she read no bueno. And she said, Tell him it's pro bono, not. No ah. <laughs> oh my god! I was like, I was like, mommy, no. That's not what. Nope. Yeah, all of that's so, accurate. Yeah, where yeah. you can refuse it, but um, they will be appointed to you if you don't um have the mu- the funds to to uh, ascertain one. Well, and you actually get it if you do have the funds. You can choose that option. Oh yeah, yeah. to have one appointed to you, and that was right. my main question. Was like because the Miranda rights says if you can't afford it. So my main question was mm. like, if you, if you can afford it, can you still right. take the, and he's like, yeah, but you don't want to. Right. Um, exactly. But anyway, in his answer to what did I do? I said, allegedly, what did I do? Allegedly is the question. <laughs> and his response was good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely the way you phrased it made it seem like you were in trouble. So yep. <laughs> can't blame him. <laughs> yep. I did it on purpose. I thought it would be funny. And I, and I cleared it up right away. I was mm-hmm. like, no, we're, we're good. But I, thought it was a funny way to ask that question but no he he said like you definitely don't want to do that and then he said you can't like because connor is in law school what if i got in trouble could i go ask him to come Mm -hmm. um represent me without a legal degree and he's like no the only person without a legal degree that can represent you as yourself well according to legally blonde you can but the judge has to approve it Right. The judge has to prove a lot. And you also have to have someone, not only the judge has to approve it, but you have to have someone who does have a legal degree who can supervise you or who can be mm-hmm. like, you know, I stand behind this person. And that which would be was the, what Emmett was. That would probably be what the um, appointed lawyer would do. Probably. Yeah. Or like anyone who's on um, the bench or not the bench, the um, like the defendant's table. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, there's lots of stuff that goes into <laughs> to 
that. It's it's intense. I'm learning a lot, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot. Um, But yeah, he found pictures of Marlene and him, and then there was a naked picture that he thought was appropriate to show, which is gross, and then he says that she had firm breasts, and... And then he's like, I understand how that like might be inappropriate. Um, but yeah, Leslie is definitely starting to see like this was probably a mistake. We shouldn't have done this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And I I just she she sticks on to that pretty pretty strongly that they shouldn't mm-hmm. be here anymore. And that she you know, it's like they're in the car ride back and mm-hmm. they stop at the gas station. And she's like, I don't I don't think this is right. Yeah. And I mean, he takes off. Right. Yeah. Um, but she's already so, um, over this, mm-hmm. like she's like done. Um, yeah. also the whole comment about, I was in Grenada, Panama and Vietnam, but like she, he wasn't in the military. <laughs> in I'm Afghanistan. very concerned. <laughs> oh, so you were in the military. Nope. Yeah. No. So, oh, yeah. yeah, but I don't know. I, I, I was frustrated with Justin in the mm-hmm. beginning. Just cause, I mean, I didn't, I, I kind of got this whole, like, I'm better than everybody vibe, right? Even yeah. if he wasn't trying to put it off for a while. But it's, like, about this time in the episode where I'm like, Leslie needs to get out of this relationship because he's not putting any of her feelings or thoughts above his need for the story, like you mm-hmm. were saying earlier. Yeah, and well, and she sad. gets firm with him, too. It's mm-hmm. not as if she's, like, not no. – that she's being wishy-washy. She's like, I don't want to do this. I don't think no, we should. No, she's very clear. She's mm-hmm. very clear. She's not letting him step over her, but he is at the same time. Yeah. You know? So he's just trying to convince her, like, well, I think it's all going to be fine. Um, And, you know, everything's good. Also, side note, this is really random. But when they pulled up to get gas, I noticed that that car was, like, so dirty. And I was mm-hmm. like, I know that the snow is a big thing. And they've been traveling, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I was like, that's a lot of dirt and snow stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, it's actually pretty disgusting, especially in the Midwest, because they put the salt on the Oh, yeah. The f- oh, ground. yeah. And it's, you don't gotta tell me twice. Mm, it's yeah, not it's good a stuff. lot. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, this but is yeah. so dirty. <laughs> yeah, like um, they haven't cleaned it in a in a week or two for sure. Oh, right. Um, and then so back at the dance, April's boyfriends um say they can get her a drink ticket at the bulge, or no, not at the dance, at the office rather. Right. Um, they say they can get her a drink ticket um at the bulge for Valentine's Day event, um, so that they can go to the club. But then mm-hmm. they think that this old people idea is really hilarious because April says she has to work, um, and they're wanting to come, and uh, which you know obviously um goes into kind of a bit of a controversy moment. Um, She's also very over this relationship at this point. Like I can tell already she's like, I think yeah. I'm done with Yeah, because I think a while um, or like a couple episodes ago, she probably would have blown this Valentine's Day dance off. I don't think she would have been like, you know, I, I have to work. You know what I right. mean? She's making up excuses not only to work, but to hang out with Andy or mm-hmm. see Andy. So, um, and not so, do yeah. their ironic stuff yes exactly um but now they're on their way to this is when uh but yeah so this is when they're on the way to the event and then he's um hyperventilating into her purse (laughs) which is hilarious um and then they go back to the dance and this song um that they're playing is actually a song um by ella fitzgerald called let's call the whole thing off which is Mm -hmm. um i thought that was interesting and cool yeah and it's been covered by a lot of people oh yeah tomato tomato potato potato and i love this uh I love this whole, uh, yeah, all of these are like old jazz standards that came out in between the 30s and the 50s, and mm-hmm. they're all really, really solid songs. Um, and 
the I love this comment. You should sing it like Louis Armstrong. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, no, totally. Here's the thing, though. Who is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, I know, and you what? definitely see that Andy, like, does not know any other music except for his own, I feel. <laughs> and Dave Mellencamp. Dave Mellencamp. That's it, oh, right? Oh, uh, no, Dave Matthews. Uh, Dave Matthews, thank yeah, you. Sorry. Him and Dave Matthews are John, like the only ones. John, John Mellencamp. Dave Matthews. My bad. Mellencamp, okay. yeah. Um, yeah, because even when he's listening to the radio, he's listening to himself. So. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. No, it's a... Uh, but I, you know uh, what? I actually really love all their renditions, and especially of The Way You Look Tonight. Yeah. I love the way they play that. It does sound it kinda, really good. I noticed yeah. that as well. Yeah. I really liked it. So I think they found a way to make it not like super jazz standardy and make it a little bit rocky and I thought yeah. they did a good job. Yeah. I mean there's no way with that I feel with what they usually do, I feel and and with Andy's like personality to play it exactly mm-hmm. like it was. So I think they did a good job too. Well and his voice fits it really well too <clears throat> for him not having a jazzy voice. Yeah. Like he it's really good. So Yeah, because you can make any of those songs like rock songs, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially if it's like in the right vibe. And I like yeah. that his metric of a show being good is chicks flashing their boobs at him. But if that yep. happens here, my eyes will fall on my head and, and I'll, I'll die. die. <laughs> <laughs> That's not an overreaction at all. I love that also April is watching the band and she has such a smitten face. It's so yeah. cute. Yeah, she's so about it. She like, is. It just made me think back to that comment that comes out like in three seasons where he's like, Ooh, babe, you had a crush on me. She's like, <laughs> yeah. we're married. Like, <laughs> you did too, homie. Yeah. But like, she—that's what I thought. That's what I thought of when I saw her face. Like, totally. Because she's so, yeah, Taken. she's just so smitten with him. You're, mm-hmm. That was a good word choice. So, um, yeah. And I'm I, my next note is when Anne and Mark are dancing. Yes, yes. He has this suspicion that things are going well. Yeah, this is really uncomfortable for me, and I don't know if. Other people feel this way, and I think every relationship works differently, but Mm -hmm. I would feel really weird if I had to bring it up so, like, blatantly like that. Mm -hmm. Like, I think definitely people have conversations about, like, you know, where are we going? Mm -hmm. Um, Do we feel like this is a long-term thing? Like, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. But he almost seems like he's fishing to make sure he's he's on the right track for her. Well, I think for... I think that you are hitting it on the head and circling around it a little bit where he's not really asking like, to me anyways, um, the way he's phrasing it is all wrong where he's Mm -hmm. saying like, how am I doing in this relationship? He's not saying, how are we doing? Like, how are your emotions with us? Like, Mm -hmm. and then he's very caught up in what it should look like and what it should be as opposed to like, how is this actually doing for us when he says that whole comment of like, on paper, this thing is pretty great. And I hate that. uh, The way, (laughs) yeah, because he's checking off these boxes like we talked about. So, it's more and it's more of like how I'm when he says like I want to know how I'm doing that's a bit of a yikes moment for me because he won't let it go and she's like okay nerd on paper which I think yeah. is a brilliant brilliant writing moment where right. the writers put this like just twisted it and says like yeah on paper this right. is pretty great and right. then her talking head of like everything is good but it yeah. sounds boring and she's over it mm-hmm. but you can also, tell and Rashida's performance in this episode is so gnarly I think it's so good yeah. like how she's reacting to him and also how she reacts to April when they're having their little moment like that's really great well and you can see a huge change in her 
when she's interacting with Andy versus Mark. Absolutely. I noticed that too. That is a definite part of her performance of like, yeah, when he says that like you used to be a big fan of the band or like supporting Mm -hmm. the band or whatever. And she's definitely more at ease with him. Right. And I mean, not to say that that was a functional relationship, right? Right. But she has more connection with him than she does with Mark. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing is like, I don't know if this is also just, you know, because every relationship is different. But I think if you have to ask how you're doing, mm-hmm. I think that's also because usually like you'll be told. Well, just like, as much right? as he is. Because I feel right. like to ask like, how is this going? Or like, is no, this okay? I think that's kind of thing. fair. That's normal. But, but like to to as much as he's doing it and in the way that he's doing it, it's it makes it way more awkward than... And it insecure. is. And like you said, he's fishing for it as opposed to like yeah. it just being, you know? Right. Right. Because like I would I would go up to Ivan and say, you know, I'm really happy in our relationship. Right. And that gives information and either he's mm-hmm. going to say it back or he's going to, you know, there's going to be another comment. But it's almost like you're not giving me anything. I don't know where I stand here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. kind of what his vibe is right now. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fair because Anne... Like, I I can tell Anne's not feeling it. Like, we can right. tell as the audience that Anne's not feeling it. And she doesn't say anything about it either, because I think right. she's still trying to feel it out as well. But mm-hmm. I think now is her turning point a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah. but so this is when we see that Frank has cried himself to sleep, and then this is when Justin and Leslie are having their moment about, like, she literally says, I don't know why you're pushing this. Mm-hmm. I'm calling it. And Justin says, like the story or whatever um and then frank finally finds marlene because it's like leslie can't find him anywhere or whatever and they catch up and then um he literally um oh what what is this oh um what did i write this oh yeah they're telling the story i think justin Mm -hmm. and leslie are telling the story right and he justin literally shushes her did you catch that Mm -hmm. i was like are you fucking i would have slapped him would you really have though I can't Justin. see you slapping anyone. <laughs> oh yeah, that's fair. I'm probably not, but in my head, no. But I think I'm a, I'm in a place like I would never be shushed by him. But if yeah. I was, I would look at him and be like, I was like, I was still in the middle of it. Like I'm you speaking, can talk in a second, as Kamala yeah. says. I would have addressed it. I would have 100 yeah. have addressed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not and okay. then this is when April's boyfriends are dressed up as old people, or one of them is, and then uh, April's still over it and finding that she's like actually really warmed by these old people. She like says to this old couple, "You guys are really adorable." That yeah. is the biggest turning point we have seen for April in this mm-hmm. entire series so far. She would have never ever done that like two episodes well, yeah. ago, and we she's see feeling it throughout- some shit. Oh yeah. Well, and we, f- we see it throughout the rest of the series, really, because she's always the April that kind of doesn't give a shit and is really chill. But she always has those moments where you see she really cares. Like yeah. when she writes that like humanity. Yeah. Where she writes that note in for for mm-hmm. Leslie and she, you know, her vows to Andy and like all this stuff, you know, so it's like. And again, this all that's where this is where it all started. It all starts mm-hmm. because of Andy. Yeah. This is where her 100%. feelings start to kind of crack open a little bit. Yeah, um, and I love it. Yeah, and then Justin's telling the story again with way more gusto than necessary. He's like, yeah. oh my God, this happened and that happened and blah, blah, blah. And then Ron is really precious and is love like, him. how's Leslie feeling or thinking about all this? What did and Leslie then he's say? like, oh my oh, God, the way that he reacted. He was, Justin's just like, oh, I don't even know. I lost her in all the mess. Like, he doesn't give a shit. No, and I he was doesn't. like, 
And it's it's not even like they've been together for two weeks. It's been a while. It's been a couple of months at least, right? Or I guess I would January. say at least one month. Yeah. Yeah, because they weren't together during Christmas Scandal. Right. But, you know, like, I mean, it's been a couple episodes. It's not mm-hmm. like this is some new thing. Like, he should have enough care for her. Right. To care about how she's feeling. And I love Ron st- standing up for that and then making making the attempt to go over and talk Leslie through it. Right. Right. You know. Exactly. Which I love so. that relationship. Oh, yeah, um, it's always so good. Oh, so yeah. good. There is a deleted scene, too, which is really funny, where Andy says, if you want to hear our new single, Sex Hair, check out the website. <laughs> and then the old oh people gosh. like in the audience are like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and he keeps referring to all these artists that wrote these songs. He's like, this next song is written by a man who is a man. Because <laughs> he doesn't remember or know anyone who's actually oh my like, writing these songs. Um which I thought was really funny. And then this is where we get to Tom suing Wendy for alimony just to keep in touch like black. I just and I was like, Tom, what the fuck of all fucks are you thinking? This is this is the thing here. I don't I don't think he thought this through because no, no. healthy relationship would start this way. No. Uh, you know, so if it lasted, that would always be their story. Your dad blackmailed me to be with him. Yeah, absolutely. Now, like I do understand to a point he's not doing it for this reason, right? But I do understand to a point, he's lived with Wendy for four years. They've gotten accustomed to something like, maybe not alimony, but like some sort of like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm saying the right thing, but like, you know, like- You mean like you would Some think sort that- of deal where oh, okay. like two years after he would have gotten like a couple hundred bucks a month or something because, mm. you know, I don't know. It's different than like an yeah, actual marriage though. I can't see that though. really happening or like- it should ha- be happening just because Tom like knew what was up. You know That's true. I mean? Unless yeah. they discussed something about that later. But this is purely, which I know no. that's what you said. Yeah. Like This isn't what that is for. No. But like Tom doesn't, I mean, he does deserve like maybe they could go out to a nice dinner or something and like celebrate the end of it. But I don't feel like he gets to have any like sort of monthly payment. <laughs> well, no. And that's, and that's a fair point because while he was living with her, he was getting the perks of right. her, her. I don't think he was really paying for much. No, no. It was her house. Agreed. Yeah. So, so I think that's a good point. I don't know. I think I could just understand if it was a real marriage coming out with that. But like he, yeah. his his point, like he's not doing it for the right reasons is basically what I'm saying. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and then Anne is telling Andy that it sounds really good, which we all agree with. And April says, um, OK, breaks over because this is when Anne is talking to him. Mm-hmm. And this is where the age old or not age old. But for us, it's age old. Anne and April like. Head, butting heads head to head situation is happening this yeah. is the start and them standing together or like next to each other while watching Andy is so awkward for the audience I feel or at least for me I was like oh my god yeah <laughs> and well, he, then, the way he dedicates this song to her is so romantical I know it's I was very like, very what? cute especially he says like a little lady and I was like <laughs> do you think he knows what he's doing or do you think he's just Andy being oblivious and doing that for his friend I think it's half and half. I feel mm-hmm. like one half of him is like, oh, you requested this song, so I'll dedicate it to you. But the other half, like just he's I mean, got from feelings. the way he's looking and like his, his I don't know. It seems yeah. very like uh, point half. Half of it seems very pointed. Yeah. And then uh, all of a sudden, Anne like is kind of like, wait, are you are you guys like? Yeah. And, and like, April has a valid care? point. Why do you care? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not with him, you know. So 
it's interesting. I think we get a glimpse at, you know, if I it wasn't think RV. I would ask that, though. Even if I hadn't dated Andy, I'd be like, mm. wait, are you guys together? Because there's a vibe happening right now. Right. And it's it's less the asking. It's more the vibe she's giving off when she's asking it. Totally. You know, because when she decides halfway through the question that she doesn't want to ask it, it seems very like. Totally. I, now I'm sounding jealous and I don't right. want to sound jealous. And yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, I think this also is the point where even if you hadn't noticed already that Mark and Anne weren't going to work out, you kind of notice it here. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, also, again, this is random, but um, Burley is jumping up and down <laughs> because he's like doing a, the rock version or whatever. There's a brief yeah. second where I caught it. And I think it was during this song, The Way You Look Tonight, or maybe the mm-hmm. song before that. But I was like, this is so funny. You're like trying to like be the rock guy in this mm-hmm. like cute song. <laughs> yeah. I just noticed it. But but yeah, this was an awkward moment. Yeah, so true. Then we learned that Frank worked at uh, the grocery store and now he's fully unemployed. Fully unemployed. <sighs> Completely unemployed. And Marlene's like, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then this is where Frank asks, like, should we pick up where we left off? He's had four th- heart attacks, by the way, because he says, uh, she's like, are you serious? And he's like, serious has a heart attack, of which I've had four. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so awful. Uh, but I love... I love this relationship like when like between Leslie and Marlene now mm-hmm. because in the first couple episodes remember like Marlene was so judgy and harsh on Leslie yeah and I really like how it's evolved because now Leslie's there kind of comforting Marlene and Marlene's very understanding like you were trying to be sweet and um, I just like how it's evolved and later on in um, you know when they have the engagement party for Leslie and Ben like she's the only person there really supportive right right so like I, I really like how they fixed it because I think it would have been sucky if they had been so like this the whole time right you know? like if, yeah totally or like if Marlene had said like what were you thinking bringing him here kind of thing right you know exactly yeah, yeah that's a good point yeah um and now we see I love the way they did this instead of mm-hmm. like making any sort of uh you know dialogue between them we see Tom and Wendy hugging so mm-hmm. you guess that they dropped it or like that they worked it yeah. out which I re- I really love that like brief second um mm-hmm. to kind of resolve that story um and then Frank goes to the mic and he like I don't know if you caught this but before the camera lands on him it sounds like he's clearing his throat and yeah. it's like the grossest clearing of the throat in the entirety of the world yeah <laughs> which i guess disgusting. is like an old person thing <laughs> but like i don't know i feel like the way that we're painting him sounds like he's like as old as the people at the dance but he's really not i mean he's kind of marlene's age maybe like a couple years older but i don't know he just yeah. didn't hold it his mental his mental capacity isn't all there like marlene's is like marlene's sharp and frank's like yeah well and i think the, i think they kind of explain it through the episode where he he always dwelled on the fact that his life would have been better with Marlene in it. Mm, yeah. And so he's kind of living in that past of, I could have had this great life if right. this had happened. And mm-hmm. so he didn't really keep trudging forward. Whereas right. Marlene was like, oh, that's a thing that passed and went and I'm I'm sad about it, but I'm going to keep trudging along. And so right. that's why I think they're at completely different places. Right. Uh, and then he says that she blew it and he lifts up his suit jacket and says, this is the last time you'll see this body again. Lord in heaven. <laughs> and there's this, it's so funny. There's this cut scene or it's not really a cut scene. I guess it's, 
um, just like a little it, it's extended um, where he comes down the stairs and he kind of trips and he's like, I've been waiting to say that out loud for so long. And you gave me that opportunity, but I'd be willing to give you another chance. <laughs> and he like just <laughs> keeps going back and back and back. And he's so funny. Like yeah. I just everything he does, his movements and the way he like delivers his lines are just so funny. Yeah, I like I liked him a lot. And I also was questioning, but I guess it's because they weren't trying to flesh this character out, really. But I was kind of wondering why, like, Gail wasn't with Jerry or why there wasn't, like, some sort of extra or something with Jerry. But I get it now. Why? Um, like, well, yeah, I just get it now because the Gail is Chrissy Brinkley. <laughs> and oh. so, you know, like, they just didn't want to. Fl- I'm, I'm assuming if- that they just didn't want to flesh that out. That wasn't, like, a big part of the story. No, that's true. No, I think they wanted to wait until they could get who they wanted for it, probably. Yeah. Because then they need to get her to come back. Right. right. Like, so if they were going to, if they were going to hire someone, they wanted to hire someone they were going to want to have to keep coming back and they probably just weren't ready to. I don't think there was enough time if we're being honest, you know. And Um, I don't think none of us, I don't think we really miss it, you know. And I can also understand, I can understand a a spouse not wanting to go to a senior dance on Valentine's day. Like yeah. you'll do something after or whatever. The only reason Mark and Anne are both there. Cause they both kind of are work for the, place. yeah. And they're volunteering or whatever. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Then Justin says, um, about like, tell me everything. I need every detail because he's listening detail to detail is detail. how he says it. Tell me every detail pretension yes. to its core. And, uh, I was like, Oh Lord, this is, just putting the fucking nail in the coffin, the final one. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. This is all I literally you have written in my notes, Justin, go away. <laughs> I know. And before we get to Ron talking to Leslie, April mm-hmm. is breaking up with the boys. So yes, she sees I'm very that she excited about it. Could be dating Andy, maybe. And she's like, why does everything have to be cloaked in 800,000 things of irony? And they're like, yeah. that's what we do. That's like our thing. And yeah. I love seeing this. I think that I, again, I thought, I totally thought because it was named Galentine's Day, we were going to hear more about Galentine's Day. But it turns right. out to be such a character development for April and Andy, but especially April, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, you really see her growing out of her shell and being like, I don't want to do that anymore. Like, I'm like I'm past that now and you mm-hmm. guys aren't. Um and I think it's good too that she could just cut the cord completely when what's his name says like you only kiss me it, or you only kiss him if you can kiss me or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so finally she's like okay fine I'll just break up with both of you then. Whatever. Yeah. You know, and I'm kind of glad that that happened as opposed to dragging it out being like okay well fine I'll only date one of you. You know what I mean? Right. So. Yeah. I think yeah that's better. <sighs> yeah. And um I I really relate to Leslie so much and when she's talking to Ron about him being kind of a jerk because he said or she says like in some ways he's so good but for some reason I just like don't feel it or like I don't want this and like there's it's so interesting because I do that all the time where I just know in my soul that something's not right and that it's just not going to work not just with romantic relationships but with like lots of things where I'm like Mm -hmm. pushing so hard for something to work and it's just not Mm -hmm. and I know that there's a reason but I don't know what the reason is and I feel like that's where Leslie is um, served by Ron friendship in this moment because he says I love this um, metaphor of like he's a tourist and he vacations in people's lives and moves on I love that it's very accurate yeah so wise and the the final bottom line that Ron says is so important where she he just says he's selfish and you're not and that's why you don't like him yeah 
And that's like, it's, that's always the case, isn't it? Like when you can't mm -hmm. think of a reason of why you're feeling something, it's something so simple, but it's just like, you don't, you're just pushing to try to make it work and it just doesn't. Well, I think okay. we're all textbook overthinkers too, yeah. you know, especially when it comes to relationships. I feel like a lot of people overthink it. And I think that's why people end up in relationships longer than they, mm -hmm. than they should be, or they, they want to be is because of what Leslie's saying, right? Like I really like a lot about him, mm -hmm. but today he was a jerk and mm -hmm. like, I don't like who he was today. And I think some people, they weigh it where they're like, well, I really like these things about him, though, so I yeah. can probably survive this part, right? Even though right. they can't. But I mean, like I completely understand it. like you see the potential it. of what yeah. it could be, you know what I mean? And then you kind of hold on to that, where you're mm -hmm. like, but it could be so great because we've had these great times in the past. Yeah. But that's not really the goal anymore, you know? Right. Yeah. So I'm. I, it's a much deeper moment than I think that... Um, it might have intended to be, but, or maybe it no, did yeah. intend to be, I don't know, but it was wonderful. Yeah. I loved it. It was very, very accurate. Mm -hmm. And then we've so. got this Duke silver moment <laughs> when the two ladies recognize them at, or recognize him as Duke's Ron as Duke silver. Um, yeah. One of them is named Lillian Adams. She was also in Bruce mighty, a uh, Bruce almighty rather. Mm, she okay. is the white one. Um, and she died in 2011, sadly, which is, Mm -hmm. um, unfortunate and we appreciate it was only like a year later I know that's what I said that's a insane. year after this was shot also she was 89 years old so like wow. good for you girl yeah dang. Um, the other one is named Ann Johnson and I couldn't find her contact info it wasn't listed um, a lot of the older people and by older I mean like over 65 like might not have been uh, a lot of them that I've looked into anyways um, haven't had their stuff listed so I don't know maybe they're just not acting anymore which would mm -hmm. make sense like retire okay <laughs> like, yeah. I get it <laughs> um, and then April's cheering for Mouse Rat she's like woo Mouse Rat it's so cute yeah that's so good I love it. Yeah. And then we have a cute lady talking to Andy and saying, like, if I were 50 years younger, Andy's cracking up. I think that's the best response ever. And yeah. April's like, oh, my God. Ew. And she, like, walks away. <laughs> this lady's name is Carol Lynn Black. Uh, that's her name. Carol Space mm -hmm. Lynn Black. Uh, but again, I couldn't find her info either. So it's okay. Mm. I also love the James Dean comment. I think that was from a lady before. Yeah. Right? Oh, it's from this but, lady. Okay, from Carolyn okay. Black. Uh-huh. The yeah, one that's like, if I was 50 years younger. You sound like a young James Dean. It's like, who's that? <laughs> I know. Oh, that's Andy. why I'm like, how do you not know Honey. James Dean or Louis, Arms Louis Armstrong? Yeah. I'm like, come on. Dude. Yeah. Well, now I'm at the tag guy. if you are. Um, yes, I am at the tag. Awesome. And I have Tom and Justin. Like Tom is taking this breakup harder than Justin is, and Justin and Leslie. Mm -hmm. Like he's really upset that he's losing Justin. Um, but yeah, they do that classic thing of the cameras on Justin, so you don't see who he's talking to, and he mm -hmm. says, you know, just because we're not together doesn't mean we can't be friends. And you think that he might be talking to Leslie, and then they zoom out, and it's Tom, and it's almost as if the uh, Tom and Leslie are getting, or no, uh, Leslie and Justin are getting a divorce, and Tom's like yeah, the kid or the whatever, kid. and we'll still see each other all the time, and he thinks it's his fault. <laughs> he's yeah, like, is oh it my, my fault? Something I did. Um, and they're still going to go suit shopping. Uh, Armani's having a sale right now. Let's go get you a pocket square. Yes. <laughs> Which I think is a great callback to when they moved because he mm -hmm. had a whole box of pocket squares. <laughs> exactly. I just, I have high levels of doubt that Justin's actually going to keep shopping with him. I do too. Yeah. I sincerely but do too. I also, 
absolutely love April's face as oh, they walk yeah. out. And she's like, what the fuck? I'm like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Yes. Why are you guys? All right. This is enough. Such judgment in her eyes. Yes. <sighs> well, hopefully um, we will have a little Mark and Anne closure with a bow on it. But that probably won't come like it's a while too much soon yeah too much we've got we've got several more episodes of them yeah we do we do but we definitely we definitely are starting to see it unraveling which is unfortunate um but in the midst of that when one door closes we are now seeing the door open of april and andy so yes that's very special to us (laughs) agreed yeah and i love i love this uh love this relationship so i'm excited that we get to keep moving forward with it me too well do you have anything else about galentine's day I don't. Okay, That was my last note. Same here. Last note here as well. That was Galentine's Day. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Um, Thank you for listening to and dealing with um, Sweetums Part 1 and 2. That was really Mm -hmm. fun. And the gift is going to keep on giving because, like I said, we have so many um, people to come back on, which is so exciting. Um, That episode was just loaded with guest stars, so I'm super happy that we got to talk to or are getting to talk to most of those people. So I'm so grateful so fun. yeah it's gonna be good a very exciting new year when we come back yes 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 so we will be taking the next two weeks off well i guess three technically um because of christmas and new year's um but we already have all of january planned out which is really exciting um so keep an eye out for that um and then hopefully chris gets better and can join us for our next episode woman of the year mm-hmm. that'll be <laughs> we a good can one reschedule um oh oh my god i almost forgot how did i almost forget this so i asked um a few people to share their uh to share happy valentine's or galentine's day with us and i got two responses and um from some people that have been on the show before so without further ado um last thing of galentine's day oh yay hi there I'm Linda Montana, and I play Denise Germley on Parks and Recreation. I'm wishing you a very happy Galentine's Day. Bye. Hey, it's Brooke Balmer. I play Marcy the Librarian. Happy Galentine's Day. <laughs> and those are the two that messaged us back. That's so cute. They're I love so it. so cute. I only asked the gals. Sorry, guys. Yes. Because it was Galentine's Day. It's but Galentine's. next Galentine's Day, I might just ask everyone because, you know, why not? Why um, not? I thought that was so sweet to hear from Linda again. What a no, precious baby her. angel. Oh, my gosh. I love her. Yeah, she's And great. then Brooke Balmer, hopefully she'll come on um, for her next episode. I'd love to have her on for a full episode when that comes. So um, keep an eye out for that. But other than that, we wish you well. We wish you happy holidays and happy um, whatever you're celebrating. And if you are alone during the holidays, hopefully you can find some rest and peace and solace and be with, um, you know, people if you want to be. But only if you want to be, you know. Yes. You don't have to be with people if you don't want to be. Um, it's also very strange and it's like raining and it's like 70 degrees here and I went outside today and I did not need a jacket so I was like what the fuck and so I and then but then next week it's like supposed to be cold that's what I'm saying like the world is ending you guys so we better make it count (laughs) I saw this one meme that was like um, somebody said oh god I'm gonna butcher this but it was like somebody some kid said like when I grow up I want to be x y or z and then the the guy was like dude it's 75 degrees in december you're not growing up <laughs> yeah. like, oh no because the world's gonna end so before sad. he gets to grow up oh. but i mean 
I, I just, I was trying to think of last year, and it was definitely colder um, last mm-hmm. year around this time. And I know I'm in the South, but still, like, oh, whatever. Anyways, the point is, use your time wisely, you guys. Just yeah. go for whatever you need to go for. And you guys, you still have two weeks left. So you, if you have stuff on your um, vision board or your to-do list or whatever that you can get done before, you've got time, like, and you can do it. So, But if you um, need to take a rest, then do that. But I really think that you guys can get done what you need to get done and then start fresh uh, in the new year. Yeah. And we've had a great year of Park Pals. So thank you so much for joining us. If you haven't um, written a review yet on Apple Podcasts, please do that. If you haven't followed us on Instagram yet, please do that. Um, And anything else that you uh, are needing, let us know. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, we just appreciate all the love and support that you've given us this year. And we are cheersing to a happy 2022. Yes. A very happy 2022. Yes, a very happy one. Happy Merry Christmas. Some people say Happy Christmas. Some people say Merry Christmas. And <laughs> yes. uh, Happy Happy New Year. I know. I hope we have some London listeners of yeah, Happy that'd Christmas. Be cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Maddie, do you have anything else left that you would like to say? No, I just hope everybody has a nice restful vacation. Me too. Okay. Bye, you guys. Happy New Year. There's a park and some pals and there's also therapy too.